Hey everyone, and welcome back to The Sheet. I'm Andy Wood, and I am joined as always by my co-host Josh. Hello, this is Josh. It sure is. So, on this week's show, thanks to Nintendo, we are already back with another lightning round. And at the halfway point of 2023, we'll be running down our Game of the Year highlights so far, and ranking what is still to come over the rest of the year. But before that, uh, how are you doing this week, Josh? What's been going on? You know, I'm doing okay. I'm doing quite well. I've come off the back of a mammoth 12-hour, roughly, Final Fantasy 16 session over the course of this very hot weekend here in the UK. Nice. Uh, a game which, obviously, has had its first share of hype. A lot of reviews have been somewhat negative. A lot have been somewhat positive. It's that classic Final Fantasy trope of, you know, a lot of people fucking hate it. A lot of people love it. <laughs> we'll slowly yeah. all decide we hate it. And then in a year or so's time, it'll be the best thing ever made. It's, it's the same thing that always happens. Yeah. As to where I'm currently sitting with it, I had a little bit of trepidation with it at the first. This is a remarkably linear video game, particularly coming off the back of Breath of the uh, Tears of the Kingdom, which I just wrapped up off, you know, this past week. Returning to something which is incredibly corridor, linear, cutscene heavy was somewhat of an adjustment. But I would say once you do make that adjustment and you get into the flow of what the story is, there's something refreshingly old-fashioned about Final Fantasy 16. It's not mm. desperately trying to show off a giant open world with, you know, nothing in it but everything in it. It's it's a fairly <laughs> corridor-based video game which wants to tell you its story points, and it nails them pretty well thus far, helped by some incredible music, some wonderful cutscenes, those titanic icon battles. And the combat system's pretty nice too, so I've certainly enjoyed my first 10 hours with it. I've heard that the story pivots a little bit around the midway point and that a lot of people lose faith with the game around then. But for now, I've been enjoying it. No, oh, good stuff. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm only a couple of hours in. Um, I had like maybe took an extra couple of days with Tears of the Kingdom before I could get onto it. Um, and I mean, I think my main my main thing so far is God, that game has a slow start. It is uh, it is in no rush to get you to any kind of particularly exciting gameplay. I mean, it has it has flashes. Like you know, you do start with some pretty big, large scale battles. You know, they do try and at least give you a bit of a taste of that to to maybe get you in. And I would say, you know, by and large so far, I'm I'm intrigued by the story. I'm enjoying the story beats. Um, um, but yeah, it's uh, it's in no rush. It's in no rush to uh, to really get going. So it's it's quite reassuring in a way to hear that you know after maybe I spend another few hours of it, I'll I'll maybe be you know a bit more enthralled by what I'm doing. No, I'm not entirely certain you will if you didn't like <laughs> that opening couple of hours, which I thought was storytelling wise, certainly plot development incredibly fast paced. Yeah. And how it kicked off the story beats. It didn't have a lot of gameplay. It kind of shepherded you between cutscenes a lot of the time, but. I don't know yet. You've got to embrace the cutscene in this game. <laughs> Anybody who is playing Final Fantasy 16, you have just got to accept you are essentially watching a movie. And that might be okay. At least it is for me. No, that's fair enough. Yeah, you've got to, you've got to treat this like a, like a fantasy Metal Gear, is what you're saying. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. How about oh. yourself, though? How are you been uh, getting yourself up to? Yeah, so I've been, I've been on a pretty uh, I've been on a bit of a vendetta over the last couple of weeks because uh, I had like a a, a TV package that was uh, running out because you know who needs to pay for a TV package in 2023 when a million streaming services exist. Uh, 
and you know they they wanted to raise my bill to about half the price of my house so i was like i'm not doing that so uh, i had a bit of a mission to to race through loads of uh i've been like just recording films on this box for like two years just whenever anything shows up on the on the kind of like sky movies page it takes my fancy i'm like oh record that i'm totally gonna watch it never do of course because no one who get who's gonna get around to it it's just not gonna happen so um i was thinking right this is this is disappearing in a couple of weeks i really need to crack on get through these films and you know i had a lot of good you know fairly typical kind of nerd films that i just hadn't got around to like i hadn't seen part one of june yet uh, the batman um the northman still haven't seen nobody which you've been telling me to watch forever with uh with bob Oden in. it's a good uh, film jackass forever was on there as well failed to watch all of those josh because a, a, a mad curveball <laughs> happened with about five days to go or like a couple of weeks to go or whatever before the box uh went away um i decided to record and watch every single fast and the furious movie <laughs> for some reason <laughs> i have no idea why i i honestly like my only experience with that franchise that so thus far was i remember I, I was at like a sleepover when i was about 12 years old and i think the second one had just came out and I just really wanted to just play some video games. And they just put on this really bad, like, camera pirated, like, quality uh, copy of Fast and Furious 2. And I just, I was having the worst time of my life. Like, I was just like, why am I here? Please, I'd, I'd rather go home than continue to be at this sleepover. Like, please let me leave. So, so yeah, I'd kind of ignored it for the last uh, two decades while it slowly became some kind of mad action movie franchise. And uh, let me tell you, Josh, those films suck and I love them. <laughs> they are they are really? so much fun they're just they're just nonsense they're just absolute nonsense and it's kind of really weird watching a watching a movie franchise go from just an incredibly small scale movie about street racing to the most ludicrous action like scenes ever in you know like i mean they're up in space by the ones i'm at now like, like <laughs> how, how did that happen how are car movies in space i mean you know look obviously it's a massive franchise i'm sure anyone listening there's a fair chance they've seen them but uh yeah it was a, it was an interesting journey to basically watch at least one of those per day for about nine or ten days straight um it was it was fun i, I would actually somehow surprisingly recommend them I mean, I, I've seen the vast majority of the Fast and Furious movies, and I, I don't have the same uh, affection for them that you do, although I do believe they are perfectly entertaining action films. I can't take Vin Diesel seriously as a leading man. <laughs> no the man is he's too weird. I, I, I can't <laughs> understand how it's happened, and he's taken it so seriously. Everybody else there knows this is a paycheck, except for Vin Diesel, who believes he's created the greatest action series in history. And he, maybe he has. I don't know. Maybe yeah. he has. I've always... I think it's made better as well because in these in the context of these films, everybody wants to fuck that man. <laughs> and you're just like, how is this happening? Like, what's what's going on? I mean, I think he does like executive produce them now, and maybe that shows. But uh, God, yeah, just I mean, yeah, they're not they're not they're not meant to be watched if you need to watch a good movie. But Christ, if you just need some nonsense to sit through, just yeah, they're a fun ride. Uh, I mean, they're a good time. They're a good time. I've always, if if I'm having ridiculous American action movies, those Mission Impossible films are leaps yeah. and bounds ahead of anything in the Fast franchise. Oh, but God, maybe I'll course. go see. Maybe I'll go see Fast Ten, which a critic I like has been endlessly referring to as Fast Ten Your Seatbelts, which which is also <laughs> quite amusing. I mean that that alone makes it worthwhile. But uh, but yeah, so I mean that's been a lot of fun. Um, I think the only other thing I've really got to in the last week or so, uh, you know, and we, we nearly considered lightning rounding this, but it, it obviously didn't end up being <laughs> worth it, is uh, is the Sonic birthday showcase, Josh. We had a, we had a 20-minute showcase of uh, Sonic. Uh, you got any you got any highlights from this 20-minute block of uh, kind of nothing? 
I mean, they showed very little, obviously, that we hadn't already seen before, at least. Um, I, I like the look of the stupid Dr. Eggman uh, Lego kit, and I liked his rap. I loved his, his rap so his, much. But his rap was quite good. <laughs> I kind of got into that. But that was a decent time. I tell you what, the one thing that struck me the most from I always enjoy the merch sections and any clothing apparel which, you know, they bring out, which ties in with Sonic. And have you seen a more cursed item in your life than Sonic Crocs? <laughs> like, that is, it's horrifying. Can you imagine the beatings everyone in the world would give you if you stepped out into the streets wearing Sonic Crocs? It's just, oh, it was horrible. I, I just looked at them and I thought, I, I can't, I can't even allow that to happen. I always want to find the factory and burn it it, it mean, just can't be allowed to come out i mean they're just they're, they're they're so cursed that they're kind of perfect though you know just like just sat there with these <laughs> stupid bits of sonic memorabilia just on your foot and croc i mean crocs are cursed at the best of times but these ones are that extra level i mean they they're truly awful they really are uh but yeah i mean i think for me i'm yeah i'm the same as you that eggman rap was absolutely it caught me off guard so much i just thought it was just going to be a typical little bit of you know a little bit of marketing here's some lego sets do you want to do you want to buy these but no let's let's do a two minute eggman lego figure rap <laughs> with like loads of deep cut references to how no one liked the old eggman lego figure and now he's like <laughs> handsome and cool it was just absolutely great really good segment um obviously yeah other than that there wasn't a lot on this um I thought the the little bit of Sonic stuff they showed for uh, the Sambody Amigo VR version looked nice, but you know, eh, who really cares? Uh, I enjoyed watching Pirate Knuckles in that little clip of Sonic Prime on Netflix. Just 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 <laughs> Knuckles being a pirate, no reason. Just why not? That's fun. But uh, but yeah, I mean, there obviously wasn't wasn't anything else really to talk about from it. Sadly, as much as we do love do love that blue hedgehog. I mean, I'd have loved to have done 60 seconds on Sonic Crocs. I mean, I guess we technically <laughs> just have. Yeah. But, you know, I, I, we could have had them within the context. But it's an adorable little showcase. If you go in with the lowest expectations possible, I find them quite charming. It's it's the poor bastards who go and expect him more. And, you know, I was pleased to see more Sonic Orchestra dates announced, of course. It, regular listeners may now have to find out that we are going to the Sonic Orchestra <laughs> yes, in we London. Are. We are o- going to be night. there. Let's go. Opening night, special guests were teased, so yeah. we're hoping for our boys Crush 40 to be there. <laughs> can you can you imagine the pop we will give Crush 40 if they if they rock up as we turn up in our tuxedos with our Sonic hats on? It's, it's gonna be I'm, a great night. I'm a big fan of the fact that we're also going to uh, to AEW's gigantic uh, All in Wembley show about one month earlier, and yeah, I know I'll pop harder for Crush 40 at the Sonic Symphony <laughs> than I will for any any anyone could come out of that thing. You can get. CM Punk out, Kenny Omega, it doesn't matter. It's Crush 40 that I'm there for. I hope Crush 40 show up at all in Wembley. <laughs> Just take over it. Just bring someone out to escape from the city. Like, it'd be great. Be the best. Oh, what, what a day. We'll, we'll record a podcast detailing our thoughts of Sonic Symphony. Don't worry. That, that's one to come. Yeah. We'll do an entire hour on the Sonic Symphony. It'll, it'll be a good time. Maybe re-rank the Sonic games while we're at it. Just rank all the soundtracks. Fun. Just lightning round the soundtracks. It's fine. <laughs> Speaking of lightning rounds, though, should we get into our next one? Yep, I think it's time to once again bring the lightning. Okay, so the lightning round for any listeners who do not know what one is, it's a quite simple, uh, you know, system. What we do is we take a recent showcase, in this case, uh, Wednesday's Nintendo Direct. We break down all of the announcements, of which there are roughly about 20-odd in this particular Direct. We strip out the DLC, 
We strip out all the merch and Splatfest nonsense, which nobody wants to hear, but we keep <laughs> it on the games, and we give each of them 60 seconds. So it does not matter if you're Myth Force or Super Mario RPG. You only get 60 seconds for us to make our case as to why you're going to be the best Vin or worst Vin going this year in gaming. So it's going to be a fun time. We've got plenty to get through, but anything I've not filled our, our listeners in on there, Andrew? No, no, I think that's everything. Uh, the only other thing to say is, uh, you know, for, for listeners of episode one of The Sheet last week, there, there may be a couple of duplicate games here, but, uh, you know, that's, that's our problem as much as it's yours. We have to find another minute to talk about some stuff we just spoke about. Pretty pretty horrifying, that. Inside. I mean, if if we did do the Sonic stream, we'd be on to our third minute of Sonic <laughs> Superstars soon. So, well, I guess, uh, I guess we'll be talking about that even sooner. But, Andrew, do you have the clock ready? I do have the clock ready, Josh. Well, in that case, in three, two, one, Sonic Superstars. <laughs> yep, Sonic Superstars, it's back again. Uh, look, I mean, Sonic Superstars continues to look fantastic. Um, I've I've always been more of a 3D Sonic person, while whilst also completely acknowledging that the 2D games are always the tighter and usually better experiences. But this just looks like loads of fun. It just looks like they're, they're you know, flexing their muscles creatively, just doing some daft fun stuff with Sonic. I remain concerned about the four-player co-op. I, I don't know how a Sonic game works when you all stay on the same screen, since the whole point of these games is to, you know, run really fast. But we'll see how it goes. You know, I, I have a lot of faith in this game. Yeah, it, it continues to look good. We saw a little bit more of the stage design, which looked great. A little bit more of the music, which sounded great. As you say, I'm not entirely sold on how the co-op will work, but I don't think it'll be a huge feature. It's interesting to hear more about these Chaos Emeralds and how there's going to be special powers attained to, you know, to which mm. ones you picked up. So hopefully that's implemented in a fun way and not a gimmicky way. But yeah, really looking forward to it coming out later this year. Palea. Palea, okay, yeah, this is out this holiday. This is a free-to-play life sim game. Uh, the the intro thing mentioned that it's a cozy game. I'm so sick of this cozy. Like, why are why are we why is cozy game everywhere these days? I just don't understand. But anyway, this is your typical well cozy game. You're gonna build a house, decorate it, do a bit of farming, cook, fish. I mean. It looks fucking shit. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be honest. This looks rough. This has a this has a world that makes Pokemon Scarlet and Violet look like for, like Horizon Forbidden West. But uh, you know, it's free to play, so at least everyone can give it a shot. You know, maybe there's something there, but I don't think it it looked good in this trailer. I mean, I don't think anybody will be giving it a shot if I'm honest with you, free to play or not. This one's probably going to go out onto the graveyard. Certainly, a lot of farming, cozy life sims on the Nintendo Switch. Far too many. Two are even just in this show, and this was by far the worst looking one. I've said it once, and I will say it again. Just play Stardew Valley. It'll be considerably better than this. Persona 5, Tactica. Yep, another one we've already covered. These do stop soon, guys. Uh, yeah, so this is out November 17th, 2023. It is coming to Game Pass Day 1 if you are on the Xbox side. Uh, look, you know, this game continues to look good. It's, you know, a combination of Fire Emblem uh, with, with a lot of Persona 5 stuff. Uh, I think what we saw from this trailer, though, is that there's a lot more Persona DNA that maybe we didn't see in the Xbox trailer here. Like, you've got your... Like, the combat system has the kind of one more one more attack thing if you hit a weak spot where you get another go. It's got all the, the monster and Persona fusion of Persona games where you can merge monsters to make new ones, which is cool. It looks like your characters have the kind of melee gun or Persona attacks, which you would expect from a, a normal Persona game. So, yeah, it continues to look good, but obviously we've, we already spoke about it, so... 
Yeah, I mean, there's not much more to add, as you say. It looks like they managed to keep elements of that Persona formula, tied it to the strategy genre. It, it looks like a nice experience. I'm still not entirely sold on the art style, but as long as the music and the story is tight, it'll be a damn good time. Myth Force. Myth Force, yes. This is a 3D uh, co-op first-person roguelike or roguelite. It's not easy to see right now. Uh, really good visual style. This has that kind of uh, Saturday morning cartoon aesthetic to it, and it does look really cool. Um, I, I love how it looks. Uh, it's always tricky to tell with these kind of roguelike games because they live and die on how satisfying and addictive the, the loop is. You know, like when you die, how you know how, how much do you feel like you're getting better? How much are you getting better equipment, better stats? Like, it's all based on that. But I thought the moment-to-moment gameplay looked pretty solid so it might might have a chance yeah i mean with it being a vogue like or at least a vogue light it's certainly not something i'm going to play but i did like the visual aesthetic i do think it seems to have a nice sense of its own self to it which you absolutely need in this incredibly crowded genre gameplay looks tight enough you know it, it might be something to keep an eye on but again there's so much competition in this particular area of gaming that you really have to work hard to stand out and i'm not entirely certain this is going to Detective Pikachu Returns. Yeah, Detective Pikachu Returns. So this is a sequel to Detective Pikachu on the 3DS, a game I really need to get around to playing. Um, so this is going to be another kind of detective-based visual novel kind of game, so a bit like Phoenix Wright or, to a lesser extent, Professor Layton. Um, yeah, I thought this looked great. I mean, you know, it doesn't visually look great. It's a bit, it's a bit, you know, it looks like it maybe could have been on the 3DS. I think that might have been the original plan, maybe. But um, yeah, you know, it just looks like a lot of fun. There's a, there's a ton of voice acting for the Pikachu, and he sounds great. Just sat there being a grumpy detective with his love of coffee. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. I think this is going to be really fun. I just I just need to play the first one first. Yeah, I too need to play the original Detective Pikachu. It looks a great time. I thought this trailer was packed full of personality. I love the nod to Tim Goodman and his iconic red hoodie as, as if such a thing could ever possibly be true. <laughs> I thought visually it looked very, very plain. Mm. Uh, certainly the Pokemon Company's visual stylings are carrying over now to even their spin-offs. But if the story's tight and the writing's good, then that won't particularly matter. Super Mario RPG. Yeah, really, really happy with this. Um, I, at first, I honestly thought they were just bringing the original to Nintendo Online. I think it might already even be there, but they showed obviously some SNES footage before they went to the remaster footage. Uh, yeah, I think this is great. This is a great game to bring back. Super weird Mario RPG. I mean, it, you know, it's a Mario RPG made by Square in 1996. It's weird that that even happened. So uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this. Very excited it's getting a remake. And uh, yeah, I, I just can't wait to finally get through this game because I've, I've had a bit of a stop and start relationship with it in the SNES version. Yeah, I mean, I've never played this game, so this is a very good opportunity for me to finally jump in on it, as I've wanted to do for a while now. You know, by all accounts, many people say that this is, behind Chrono Trigger and Final Fantasy VI, the best of the SNES RPGs that Square made. That is no small claim, that is no small feat. <laughs> so, you know, this looks really good, and I'm finally going to get to see what all the fuss is about Gino, who's been almost mm. risen to meme levels. I'm looking forward to see what the hype is there. This looks a real good time. Princess Peach has a game. Yes, Princess Peach has a game. This is out in 2024. Uh, we didn't see a lot from this. Um, all we really know so far is it looks like it's going to be set on a kind of theatre stage. You're going to side scroll left to right on there with a bit of 3D movement kind of towards and away from the, the camera. Uh, you know, it looks like it could be cute. I mean, we, we really don't know a lot about it yet. I, I do hope it's quite a fleshed out game. I kind of don't want to see Princess Peach just get like a, you know, a really kind of light, childish kind of side game. I, I hope there's something to this, but yeah, it looked positive enough. 
Yeah, I'd like this to avoid the Yoshi-Kirby kind of territory, or, you know, the epic yarns and the crafted worlds, mm. because there's enough of them and there's enough characters kind of doing them. I think the theatre stage could be interesting. Certainly visually, you can do interesting things with it. I wonder if it'll have a rhythm component, you know, it could do something. I'd like it to be a little bit different. I don't want it to just be a fairly straightforward 2D platform. It'd be nice to try to have something weird from this, but we know so little, we'll just have to wait and see. Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon. Yeah, so this is uh, a HD remake of the Luigi's Mansion, the second game in the series, which was on the 3DS. Um, look, I never got on with this one on the 3DS. Um, I, I prefer my Luigi's Mansion to be in kind of a big, cohesive environment, and this one on the 3DS was kind of more level-based, mission-based, which, you know, made sense. It was a handheld platform. They wanted to give you smaller chunks of gameplay. Uh, look, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to giving it another go. Like, I, I think I was in the minority by not enjoying it, so, yeah, we'll give it a shot. Yeah, I'd be amazed if I actually did play this again. I, I enjoyed Dark Moon. I thought it was a decent enough game for the 3DS, but it was very much a handheld game, and I, I'm not entirely certain you can take the formula to a home console, admittedly, even if it is the Switch, which has that handheld capability, and have it work as well. It also feels just a little bit redundant. It's not been that long mm. since the 3DS was out. I think there's other things you could be remaking, but we're at the end cycle of the Switch here, guys, and I think we're going to get a lot of these kind of quick book remasters, and I think this is kind Kind of one of them batman arkham trilogy so is this <laughs> yeah so i mean honestly this batman trilogy is becoming the new skyrim like it'll be on it'll be on like smart fridges next year it's absolutely <laughs> everywhere uh look i mean these games are still great though you know especially the first two you know I, i'd say you're kind of getting a couple of nine out of ten games and then i don't know a high seven or something for the last one it's you know they're good games um i think the only tricky proposition here is it's going to be difficult for this to be the best way for any individual person to play it. Like the only hope is that if the portable version runs really well, if it looks nice in handheld mode, that could be nice. But you know, these are available everywhere in different like levels of quality. Now I just don't know why the switch would be the choice. Yeah, it's, it's a strange... I've, I have no worries for Asylum and Arkham City, which I think will play fine. Those are PS3 360 games. Mm. I do not know if they're going to get Arkham Knight running particularly well on the Switch. That that was quite an intensive game for the PlayStation 4, and yeah. the Switch is not at that level. So I, uh, I, I don't know how good that version is going to be. Probably pretty bad. Mm. Gloomhaven. Gloomhaven, yeah. So this is based on a... Um, it's like a giant like living board game, they call it. Uh, costs a ton of money. I think it's like 150 quid to get the board game but is meant to be pretty much the best board game of its type. Now, the game, sadly, I think, looks real rough. This looked like pre-alpha footage at times. I thought it looked awful. It, it looked like it didn't run well. You could barely tell what was going on. There was too much detail on the screen. You know, I, I just don't know with this. I think I think the board game itself might actually be too dense to, to translate into a game anyway. And if you're going to, it needs to look sharper than this. Are you telling me there's people out there paid £150 for a board game? <laughs> <laughs> that, that is what they can't be. That, I have nothing to say about Gloomhaven, so I'm just going to continually express my incredulity about the idea of spending £150 on a board game. That is wild. I mean, this looks fine, don't it? But it, it's at the same time, it's cards, it's dice. I, I don't give up solitary shit. <laughs> just Dance 2024. 
Yeah, coming coming from something you don't care about to something I don't care about. So, I mean, Just Dance is back again for, what, the 20th year in a row. Uh, there's 40 new songs. You're going you're gonna to do some dancing. There's a subscription service now where you can pay and get access to what I assume is all the previous game's soundtracks, which, you know, good for good for you. Um, I, I don't really know about, like, I mean, I haven't played Just Dance, but I can't imagine the Switch is the best place to play it because you're just stood there with a couple of Joy-Cons, right? Like, surely these games work better with some kind of, like, camera in front of you or something? I mean, I mean amazingly, they look perfect for Connect of all things. So <laughs> I'm not sure anyone's playing it on Switch. I, I don't know. Well, they're certainly not fucking playing it on Connect. <laughs> so you got to play it somewhere. I, I, I don't know if a console could do this, really. It's got motion controls. I guess I it guess. can track you jiggling. That, that, I don't really know what more is to say. Though. Just Dances Back. It's got a new patch of songs, most of which I haven't heard of because I've officially passed the threshold of old. <laughs> and therefore, this is just all noise to me now. Mm-hmm. Silent Hope. Silent Hope. Okay, so this is a, a kind of cutesy style dungeon crawler game it's got a great hook and way of uh, not recording any voice acting which is that the evil king has taken away everyone's <laughs> ability to speak which i kind of love so there's only one character who talks which is this princess who's trapped inside her own tears it's always nice um yeah look i mean it just looks aggressively fine you know you're gonna you're gonna do a bit of dungeon crawling it looked fairly basic um between dungeons you're gonna go up to a little base and, and craft some items to help you on your other runs didn't see a lot else from it it looks like one of those games that's kind of just going to fade fade into the the distance once it comes out but i don't know yeah i like the hook i like the story for this like the idea of a world where nobody can talk and adventurers looking to fix that problem that's all very interesting but the minute they showed it as to be a just another dungeon crawler where you travel underground and you bring up resources it's just a very trite formula at this point Mm. and I, i actually think the world and idea probably deserves better but alas hot wheels unleashed 2 turbocharged yeah, Hot Wheels Unleashed 2. So this is out October 19th. Um, you know, I think this is going to be a good game, man. I mean, the first one was great. Really, really good, tight racing, really challenging. Um, ended up actually being too challenging for me. I uh, I just I was just getting my ass kicked, so I kind of faded off playing it. But uh, really, you know, really good stuff. Um, my only concern, really, I'd say, is that the first game was, was really graphically, like, you know, it looked great. And I just don't think the Switch is going to be the perfect home for this. I think it'll run perfectly well, but, you know, you're going to get a really good, nice, like, shiny toy car aesthetic if you play it on one of the uh, next-gen machines, basically. Yeah, it, it does feel like one which if I'm going to pick up, I'm going to pick it up on a PS5 or a Series X. But again, I like the idea of Hot Wheels Unleashed 2. I think I like the kind of micro machines, but a bit more control over them aesthetic. I like that small thing in big world. All of that's of good stuff. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see if it you know can live up to the likes of Mario Kart on a system you know defined by it. For the second week in the row... I forgot Fay Farm. <laughs> yeah, somehow, somehow, even though it's listed like everything else, you've skipped past Fay Farm. I mean, I, I I wish we just left it, to be honest. I, I've said enough about this game. Uh, Fair Farm is another another cozy game, cozy farm game. You're going to do your farming, build your house, decorate it. Uh, this time you're a fairy. That's the only real difference from the other cozy games. Um, there's nothing else really to say on it. Uh, it's apparently console exclusive to the Switch, which is interesting. I, I didn't know that, but eh, what you got, Josh? I mean, I, clearly I don't have much because I've gone blind to the name of it even at this point. Like, <laughs> I, I can't even see it once or anything else. This is how little of an impression it's made on me. I, I barely even register its existence. It looks it looks a lot better than Paleo did. It looks like it's at least got a bit of style and a bit of its own self to it. But again, I've said this before and I'll say it for a final time. 
just play Stardew Valley, which is so good on the Nintendo Switch. I can't see any reason why you'd play this. Manic Mechanics. Manic Mechanics. Yeah, this is out July 13th. Not too long to wait now. I mean, uh, it's... It's just overcooked, right? It's just overcooked, but you're a mechanic. That's 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 all this is. You're going to rush about in like a little co-op team doing a bunch of fixing, but like different wacky things are going to try and stop you. Like there's like UFOs that might abduct you. There's lava, there's lasers, there's different stuff to kind of screw you over. Uh, I don't know. It'll be fine. But I mean, overcooked one and two already exist. Yeah, I mean, it's not exactly the most original idea I've seen in the world. You know, it is just overcooked, but now you're in a garage. But... It looked decent enough. It seems like it's got that style down. It's got all the hazards you'd expect. And I suppose of of all the rip-offs, I guess mechanic kind of does make sense. You know, you, you do have to make a car, build a car. If you've got some buddies and you like this genre of game, you'll probably have a good time with it. But I think you've got to really already be have bought a ticket to the show to be interested in this one. Yeah. Dragon Quest Monsters, The Dark Prince. All right, Dragon Quest. So this one's out December 1st. And uh, yeah, look, I mean, Dragon Quest Monsters, there's been a couple of games in this series before. Uh, They're both on the DS. And, you know, they came out to OK reviews, like 7 out of 10s. This looks like it has a similar makeup to me so far. It just looks like a little bit wonky. Um, you know, there's been some really good spin-offs in the Dragon Quest series. The uh, the Builders games in particular, really polished, really tight games. Uh, I don't see that in this. It just looks a little sloppy. But, you know, if you want a bit more Pokemon with a Dragon Quest flavour, then it's, it's something to take a look at. Yeah, look, I think... This wasn't maybe the most exciting trailer I've ever seen for this franchise, but at the same time, it's for a long time been just trapped in Japan. There's been dozens of these fucking games which were just never being translated to the West. When they first came out, we still hated Japanese games. I think there's a chance now that Dragon Quest Monsters may finally find an audience. It is a nice hybrid of Pokemon and Dragon Quest, and if nothing else, the music will absolutely slap. Pikmin yeah. 4! Pikmin 4. So I, I loved Pikmin 1, but I kind of ducked out of the series after that. Um, I, I really liked the kind of uh, structure of Pikmin 1. But anyway, Pikmin 4, it looks really good. Uh, you know, this is more Pikmin, but now you've got a cute dog doing some doing some good big doofus dog activities. Uh, it's got a lot more scale to it by the looks of it. There's this huge underground area. You can go out at night now. Uh, you know, yeah, it looks good. I mean, you're more of a Pikmin guy than me. Where are you at with this? I mean, well, I might is that Nintendo fucking loves an underground world at the moment, doesn't it? That's just, it's jam right now. But yeah. no, I think this looks really good. It looks like it's expanded upon Pikmin quite extensively. It's given it fins that fans have been wanting for a while. It looks packed full of modes, loads of fins to do. It looks like a very fully fleshed out game, if nothing else. And that's not been a guarantee with Nintendo in recent years. So I think there'll be plenty of stuff to get the Pikmin fans to get the teeth stuck into. And I think it looks like it controls tightly. Great art style. Love the dog. Yeah, I think this could be quite good. Gloom Pikmin's fucking terrified, though. <laughs> Pikmin 1 and 2 HD. Right, yeah, Pikmin 1 and 2 HD. So these are already available digitally. Um, physical version isn't out till 22nd of September, which is a bit of a pain in the arse because that's the one I want. Um, yeah, look, this is great. I mean, the whole Pikmin series is now on Switch. That's that's awesome. That's really good to see. Um, you know, it's great for people who want to kind of get caught up on the series. Uh, and as I was kind of slightly alluding to with the Pikmin 4 thing, I, I love the first Pikmin. It's really punishing. Like, it's got a strict time limit. You have to use your days perfectly to kind of get, get parts at the right time. That kind of creates this real stress on when you when you take risks and stuff so i'm looking forward to playing that again and uh, and two was kind of the same but better really so so yeah good stuff 
Yeah, I'd be, I'd be interested to see how visually impressive this is if it's like a Metroid Prime level of remaster. Because if it isn't, I've, I own these on GameCube and I ain't going to buy them. But Pikmin 1, great game. Pikmin 2, I didn't like it as much as Pikmin 1. I'm with you on that. I thought the time limit made it more exciting. And they kind of had a return to form with Pikmin 3. But it's nice to have the entire franchise on the Nintendo Switch. Metal Gear Solid Master Collection, Volume 1. Right, yeah, so this is out October 24th. Uh, this has a lot of stuff in it. So you've got Metal Gear Solid 1, 2, and 3. Uh, you've got Metal Gear 1 and 2, the kind of original games. Uh, you've got Metal Gear on the NES and Snake's Revenge on the NES as well. You've got the digital graphic novels, and then you've got a bunch of extras beyond that. Uh, look, these games these games fucking rule, man. The Metal Gear Solid games are just great. All three of them, fantastic stuff. Free is one of the best games ever. Um, I would have liked to have Twin Snakes in this, the kind of goofy uh, one remake from GameCube, but I understand why it's not there. But yeah, just great stuff. Really good to get these on a Switch. Yeah, I, I wish that the physical edition had them all on cartridge. Unfortunately, they don't. It's basically just a download. So that's tampered me a little bit. But great to get, like, the Snake's Revenge never gets ported anywhere. So that's really weird. I'd like to see the Game Boy game make a leap across as well. But I guess that could come in later volumes. But let's be honest, we're all waiting for MGS4 to finally leave the PS3. That's <laughs> yeah. what we're waiting for. Vampire Survivors! Vampire Survivors, yes, this is coming to Switch on August 17th. Uh, if you don't know Vampire Survivors, this was basically the reason to own a Steam Deck in 2022. <laughs> it is all anyone played. They got the Steam Deck with the promise of playing, you know, big PC games on a handheld, and then they all just played Vampire Survivors for hours, me included. So, yeah, this game's great. It might not look great when you see it in action, but it is incredibly addictive. It's such a satisfying, simple gameplay loop. Um, and I would also say the price of this is guaranteed to be very generous. They've been, they, they sell this for almost nothing. It's it's just, it's well worth whatever price they put up for. Yeah, Vampire Survivors, one of the best games of 2022 coming to the Nintendo Switch, a real natural home for the system. It's probably going to be so cheap, I'd be tempted to buy it on the Switch, even yeah. though I do own it on my Steam Deck. It's a great game. The loop, as you say, is fantastic. You know, experimenting with different characters and weapons, the music slaps. Everything about it really comes together in a way you would not expect from something that looks so low budget. But yeah, the real, real good game, worth picking up. Head Banners, Riffin Royale. Right, this is out October 31st, and it is, it's a basically a battle royale, 30-player battle royale, but it's all mini-games based on, like, rhythm and music kind of elements to some extent. I mean, look, the mini-games look fine. There's some fun visual variety in there. There's there's a great-looking one where it's a bunch of pigeons stood in front of a CRT TV, and they're playing, like, a retro game on the screen. That's really cool, but the problem here is this isn't going to get any traction, man. Like, you, if you've got a battle royale, it needs to have gripping kind of moment-to-moment gameplay, whether that's, like, a shooter or whether it's something like Fall Guys. It can't just be mini-games, like... People are going to play this a couple of times and then drop off. I just don't. I don't see it lasting. Yeah, I think even the bigger problem is this is a battle royale with uh, rhythm games. The latency is going to kill this. Mm. Like you, you can't do a rhythm game over an online server. You just can't do it. You, you will have unfair deaths. You will see people fail. I, I don't see how this will work. Local multiplayer. I think this could be quite fun as a battle royale. I think it's a flawed concept and it simply won't work. Mm. Penny's big breakaway. Yeah, this was a cool little one. Uh, so this is a 3D platformer starring a girl that, that uses a yo-yo for all of, her, all of her kind of moves, and it's from the Sonic Mania dev, so that's kind of awesome. Um, yeah, I get a lot of kind of throwback 3D platformer vibes from this, like a bit of, I don't know, a bit of Billy Hatcher and the Giant Egg, something like that. <laughs> um, I just I just think it looks really fun. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's graphically quite simple. You know, you can tell it's not from a giant team, a giant studio, but all of the all the moves like look really solid you know you can do a lot of different stuff with the yo-yo you're kind of using it like a like a grappling hook you're using it to do dash moves you're driving on it like a little yo-yo car just looks really fun like i'm looking forward to this 
Yeah, I, I have a lot of faith in the studio, which is helping some of my misgivings. If there's one genre which has not translated well to a vitalist project, it has been the 3D platformer, which has not really had many standout returns apart from, you know, Balan Wonderworld. So <laughs> I, I just, I don't know. I, I hope it's good because I love this genre and I love this team. Once keep an eye on early 2024. Star Ocean, the second story are. Yes, this is a remake of the second Star Ocean game, which was out in uh, 1998 on the PS1. Um, I don't know about this one, man. It's uh, it's kind of got one of those HD 2D approaches like Octopath going on, except for instead of the buildings and the world being like beautiful 2D sprites on a different kind of um, like angle, it's all just like really generic, realistic 3D models of stuff. And I just, I just, I don't know. I think it looks terrible. <laughs> but you know, maybe when you're playing it in motion, it might be nicer. But I'm, I'm not sold on that. Um, the gameplay looks decent, though. Combat system looks fun, but yeah, I'm not sure here. Yeah, but visually it's interesting inside. I'm not entirely, I'm completely sold. I imagine it might look better in motion in your hands. Mm. I, what I will say is that the Star Ocean franchise is one which hasn't had many highs, but by all accounts, this is it. This is the Star <laughs> Ocean game. So if you're going to play one, this is the one. So I'm excited to at least give it a go and tick off another big Japanese RPG franchise. Looking forward to that. WarioWare, move it. WarioWare Move It. This one's out in November. Uh, so yeah, WarioWare's back, but this is, uh, this is a game where you're going to be doing loads of motion controls. Uh, you have to have two Joy-Cons, one in each hand to play the games. Uh, I'm actually well up for this, man. I'm really excited. Uh, I think, you know, the last WarioWare game kind of lost a lot of its charm. It, um, you know, it had characters that you played at kind of played as inside the minigames, and it kind of took a lot of the the variety out of it for me, whereas this just looks like full-on ridiculous WarioWare, just doing a bunch of stupid shit, and I, I'm really actually quite excited. I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, I think this looks great. It's a Smooth Moves uh, sequel, yeah. isn't it? Let's be honest. That's what we've got here. And I, I this is my type of Wario where I, too, didn't quite get on with Get It Together, although I think it has its moments. This just looks like a return to ridiculous, stupid form. Some of the, the ridiculous things you're going to have to do, twisting and shaking and moving all over the place, that's the kind of Wario where I love. Really excited for this to come out. Still one of the great Nintendo franchises. You'd usually quite underrated. Super Mario Bros. Wonder. Yeah, so this one's out in October 20th. I've already had a bit of a ride with this one because I was so gutted when it, when this came on because I am desperate for the next 3D Mario. I was deflated like anything. You know, I'm sick of these 2D Mario games. I've been sick of New Super Mario Brothers for a long time. And then I kind of watched it again and this actually looks kind of brilliant. I mean, the, the art style is fantastic. It's a gigantic step up from anything we've seen from 2D Mario in about the last 25 years. Looks beautiful. There seems to be some real kind of creativity in, the, in it. I mean, it's basically based on just eating a flower that gets you really high and then a bunch of mad shit happens so i don't know i've got some faith in this i would have preferred a 3d but yeah looks good i think this looks incredible i i think the <laughs> level of creativity the art style is fantastic the humor seems on point it's a very welcome change of pace for a franchise which has been in desperate need of one i am not a massive 2d mario guy and this has jumped up to being possibly my most anticipated game of the year that's how much i love this trailer mm. can't wait for this to come out direct as a whole Right, yeah. I mean, I thought this was a great show, man. Uh, you know, Nintendo kind of pioneered this direct format, right? When uh, when the kind of live in-person events shut down and they're still the best of them. You know, they whip through stuff really quickly, but don't rush it. Um, they always have a good amount of stuff to show. Um, and yeah, I thought this was probably, if this isn't the best show of the entire season, it might just be a tiny touch behind Xbox's effort, but it, it's way ahead of what Sony offered. It's miles ahead of Summer Games Fest. Uh, but yeah, this it's probably the winner for me, actually. When you, when you look at everything in that list, there's some great great stuff 
Yeah, I mean, there's a few too many remakes, a few too many remasters. This has been a problem for a little while now, but we are at the end of the Switch lifespan, so I can forgive it somewhat. And, some, you know, the remakes, if they're as good as Super Mario RPG, I don't mind that too much. But I think the the new games announced, your Detective Pikachu's, your Mario Bros., your WarioWare, your Pikmin's, that's, that's a lot of fleshed-out content for the rest of a Switch year, which has already had some big hitters. So kudos to Nintendo, keeping the fire going. Absolutely. That's it. And there we are. We did it. Oof. Another tough lightning round. They, they never get any easier, let me tell you. <laughs> never gets any easier. Uh, no doubt we'll be back next week for whatever whatever, whatever someone else chooses to do. <laughs> All right, then. So now it is time for Game of the Year Watch, as we finally reach the uh, halfway point of 2023. And uh, let me tell you, Josh, this has been some year. What, what a year we've had so far. <laughs> Yeah, 2023 has been one of the best years for video games I can remember in a very, very long time. A lot of massive franchises coming in with new entries, hot shit remasters, still loads to come. It's it's been a it's been a very shot in the arm for an industry which is feeling a little bit flaggy over the past couple of years. Absolutely. I mean, I guess what we'll do, right, before we go into any of that, I'm going to do a quick rundown of uh, what we've had so far this year. Kind of most of the big hitters, maybe a couple of a couple of slightly deep cuts on there. And then I'm going to gonna run you through a few other years that have had a particularly good first half. And uh, it's your job to tell me if this is the best one or if, if one of those <laughs> takes the cake. So uh, let's go into it then. So this is what we've had this year so far. So what I've got on my list here is, so for January, we had Hi-Fi Rush. We had the fantastic Dead Space remake. We had a fairly solid Fire Emblem in Fire Emblem Engage. And uh, there was also a space for the Unbound, which I heard quite a lot of good things about. I think you played that, but I, uh, I've not got around to that one myself. Yeah, good game. Good game as a space for the Unbound. Well worth checking out. Good, good little stuff. adventure title. Nice. And then you go into February, which uh, which had it had Hogwarts Legacy, of course. It had the, the Wizard game. It had a fantastic Metroid Prime remaster. Uh, and then beyond that, you still had a lot of good stuff. There was Octopath Traveler 2, Theatre of the Final Bar Line, uh, Like a Dragon Ishin, Kirby's Return to Dreamland, uh, Horizon Call of the Mountain. All of that February. Another big month. Going Huge into month, some big games yeah, there. Just like a lot, like for February as well. That is a that's like yeah. just a lot of numbers, a lot going on. Uh, then you get into March. March, the big hitter was probably Resident Evil 4 remake. But even beyond that, there was some pretty good stuff in here. There was uh, there was the uh, Castlevania DLC for Dead Cells. I, I, I don't normally talk about DLC, but that was particularly cool. Uh, while I'm on DLC, apparently I only found out about this today, but uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 snuck a like, 9 out of 10 DLC under the radar in this <laughs> yes. month. It's rated like high, like mid-90s on Metacritic. Uh, so yeah, uh, Future Redeemed, it's called. Apparently that absolutely owns. Um, and then you've got a bunch of other cool stuff like Paranorma Site, probably the best video game name of the year so far. That came out on the Switch. Uh, you had uh, Wolong Fallen Dynasty, which apparently is good. Uh, the Bayonetta Origins game. Uh, there was a new Legend of Heroes, Trails to Azure. Uh, yeah, you know, just good stuff. Good solid month, uh, obviously headlined by Resi 4. Yeah, you got a little game called Dredging there as well, a weird yes. fishing horror game which people love. <laughs> I haven't got round to it yet, but I've heard very good things about it. Yeah, that's of course, great. scary fishing. Uh, yeah, then going into April, uh, big the big hit there was probably Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Uh, you also had some some uh, Horizon DLC, uh, the Burning Shores DLC for Forbidden West, and you had Advance Wars One and Two reboot camp on the Switch. So a quiet month, but still still more solid releases. Yeah, some good games. There's some good indie games came out too. Melon Journey, Bittersweet Memories, mm. a really cool Game Boy-esque title. Verney Lake is the the next pixel pups, uh, pixel pups game on the uh, 
on the old PC, which is really cool too. And Dead Island 2 finally came out. Yes. Which, you know, we can't underestimate how good that will probably not be. <laughs> I mean, people say it's good. I I, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe when it comes to Game Pass, it'll come to Game Pass. It'll be fine. Uh, but yeah, then you go to Mir. Uh, Mir obviously had Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. And uh, a couple of games decided to uh, stay in that month, which maybe wasn't the best call. But you had uh, Humanity, which I've heard great things about. Uh, Planet of Lana as well. I've heard that's fantastic. So, you know, a smaller month. People, you know, maybe getting out of the way of Zelda, but still a couple of good stuff, uh, good games in there. Yes, System Shock had its remake finally come out too, which has looked pretty cool. Uh, Warhammer 40k had its bolt gun, kind of like Doom <laughs> shooter, which is pretty neat yeah. too. And Redfall came out, clearly the best Sorry, game of yeah. the year. Oof. Don't don't forget our boy Redfall. I thought I'd leave Redfall off this to give those other years a chance when I get to the the other years <laughs> from the past. Uh, but, um, but yeah, and then you go to obviously we're in June now. Uh, June has had some heavy hitters, so we've uh, we've already had Diablo 4, Final Fantasy 16, and Street Fighter 6 this month. Just just crazy. That's that's a huge list. And you got a remaster of We Love Katamari. Yeah. Who, who doesn't love that has a tiny bit of new content as well, so it totally counts. You know, <laughs> we could get our boy the Prince of uh, the Kid of All Cosmos back on the uh, the big stage. Great game. Yeah, who doesn't want a tiny bit more new content? That's worth buying for. Great. Love it. <laughs> well, I know I did. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, obviously, as I said there, that's, that is, uh, you know, a lot of stuff there. I think the main thing is just the sheer number of, like, top releases there. It's it's really hmm. impressive. But, uh, yeah, so what I've done anyway is I've gone through, gone through the past. I've trawled through. And I, I found four other years that I think... Uh, are at least worth considering as, as you know, the best first halves of the year. And I'm going to gonna throw those at you, see what you think of them. So uh, I guess we'll go earliest to latest. So the, the earliest one I've got on my list here, Josh, is 2005. We're going all the way back to 2005 here. Ooh. And the first half of 2005 had the uh, original release of Resident Evil 4. It had Splinter Cell Chaos Theory. It had the original God of War. Uh, it had the first Forza Motorsport. Uh, something you won't like, but it had Jade Empire by Bioware, which is a really good game. Uh, at an insane stretch, you could say it had GTA San Andreas because that came to Xbox in the first half of 2005. Uh, mm. But it, yeah, maybe doesn't count. Uh, you also had Zelda The Minish Cap. You had Psychonauts. You had Kirby Canvas Curse, one of the most fun little Kirby games. Uh, Devil May Cry 3. So yeah, you know, good, good set of games. That's a solid first half of the year. That's a decent set of games, some good ones amongst that, though I, I would put 2023 above that, I don't think there's anything, there's none yeah. of my personal all-time favourites apart from Resident Evil 4, but that is also literally in 2023, yeah. so you know, that's that's just a wash. That's fair. So, no, you know, yeah, good I'll year, take though. that. Good games. One of my main, one of my main standouts from looking at that year and researching it was the fact that the first God of War came out in 2005, a year that the Xbox 360 came out. <laughs> like, what's going on there? That's crazy. Like, I, this, I didn't. This I didn't time realize. I've got another one as well. This time I've got God of War two out on the PS two as well. Yeah, God of War two came out in two thousand and seven. Like two years <laughs> into quick. that's the same year as Gears of War. Like, what's <laughs> what's going on? I, I had no idea that was a thing. But anyway, let's move on. Let's move on. So the next year I've got to uh, to put to you, Josh, is two thousand and eight. Uh, 2008 mm. maybe a bit a bit lighter in terms of numbers but there's some there's some heavy heavy hitters in here so first half of 2008 you've got grand theft auto 4 you've got metal gear solid 4 you've got super smash brothers brawl you've got uh, akami on the wii which was the best version of akami you've got the original <laughs> release of persona 3 uh, you've got the Ooh. world ends with you on ds Ooh. uh you've got no more heroes one of your favorites Ooh. um and what else you got you got a uh, devil may cry 4 and uh, God of War Chains of Olympus, which was probably the best PSP God of War. So a, a solid list for, for uh, you know, first half of the year. 
I've had those a real good stretch of games there that got me you win an hour in, yeah. let me tell you. That that ooh that there's some good weird shit in the middle half of that one. <laughs> yeah. uh, and there's some big games too, GTA yeah. four, Christ, huge game. Oh, I don't know. That's uh that's oh. close. Yeah, That's that close. one that one runs it close. I was actually I was researching that one. And I nearly like because you know few big hitters at the top: GTA 4, Metal Gear 4, Smash Brothers Brawl. And then I was almost thinking, is there enough content like further down to bring this in? And then as soon as I realised No More Heroes was there, I was like, Josh is going to want this one in. Let's put it in. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think that one runs it close. I think it might just be the numbers that give 2023 the win there. You know, like the the top tier games are all quite equally matched, but. It's like, I don't know, 2023 just has about an extra 10 games of the same level, doesn't it? That's that's maybe the difference maker there, but it's it's close. It's close. It's really close. I probably inch to 2023, but it, okay. it's inches. Well, this is tight. Okay, so we're still we're still at uh, still at 2023, right? We're moving on to 2010 now, which uh, this one I don't think this one's quite as strong as 2008, but there's still some really good stuff in here. So, first half of 2010, you had Mario Galaxy 2 fantastic game yeah. mass effect 2 not for you but it's good um red dead redemption uh mm. god of war 3 uh super street fighter 4 uh the original mm. bayonetta uh you mm. also had the dlc for gta 4 which a lot of people did like uh and five days just five days too late for the deadline here but i'm gonna put it in anyway is persona 3 portable mm. so that that's the 2010 i can offer you that's that's not as good I, mm, yeah. I don't. I think that slips by. What I have decided is that I am now putting 2008 above 2023. Okay, I've, I've changed my mind. It's I've a big changed call. my mind. Yeah, no. I, I now that I've sat with those games. I I think they're bigger. Just okay. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I can see. I can but... see the argument. Like a Grand Theft Auto, a Metal Gear, a Smash Brothers, and then you've even got stuff like No More Heroes World Ends with You. Like it's it's it does kind of have a lot. You know, there's a lot to offer yeah. there. So a lot, okay, a lot there for me. So 2008 is the current win. I've got one final list for you, uh, which is 2013, um, which tells mm. you the last decade has been dog shit. But um, <laughs> but there you go. So uh, yeah, 2013, there's there's some heavy hitters here as well. So first half of 2013, we have The Last of Us, Bioshock Infinite, Fire Emblem Awakening. Uh, you've also got uh, Animal Crossing New Leaf on the 3DS, the Tomb Raider reboot, the, the DMC that was made by Ninja Theory that's kind of better than the real ones, to be honest. Uh, Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon. Uh, Nino Kuni, Wrath of the White Witch, a fantastic JRPG. Uh, and then you've also got some smaller stuff like Fez and Hotline Miami. Good games. Some good games amongst that. But I, again, I, I'm sticking with 2023 over that. Or t- I'm even sticking 2008, 2008 above it too. Yeah. That's so fair. yeah, both of them go above for me. Uh, I think... Uh, yeah. Yes, that just gives you a good barometer, though, of just how good the first half of this year has been. Yeah. Because there's some big hitters amongst all of them. I guess there's also the caveat that basically anything that came out pre-2002 getting firm release dates is a nightmare. So there will yeah. be stuff in the 90s that maybe could have beat it, but actually, they just they never know when they came out. It's yeah, <laughs> kind I, of appeared. So one, <laughs> it one, of the big, one of the big things I noticed is by the time you get any earlier than about 2005 like the entire video game release calendar is so back heavy like everyone yeah. is releasing q3 q4 so again I, I looked at like i looked at the top games list for 2002 three and four and almost every game was september october november like all of them so it, i do think these are probably the best ones but yeah i mean i there's some strong stuff that i think you know it's it's almost unfair in a way because like 
you know, 2023, like video games as an industry is so much bigger now that there are just more numbers, right? There's like 20 yeah. or 30 big games instead of 10 or five or whatever. But I, I can see the argument that, yeah, like quality for quality, that 2008 slate is is pretty tasty. You know, getting a GTA, a Metal Gear and a Smash Brothers already in the first half of the year is pretty ridiculous. Oh, so, not bad going. yeah. But there you go. I mean, uh, those were the best ones I could find. So, you know, if, if 2023 isn't the best first half of the year, it is at least top two by the sounds of it. So, yeah, it's been a hell of a year. Hell of a year so far. But why don't you tell me some of your highlights then? What's the games that have caught your attention? Yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, as we just said, tons of good stuff. Um, I've picked out a few games here that I think are worth worth mentioning. Uh, the first one for me, you know, might not be up for Game of the Year discussions, but I do think it's something to definitely uh, devote some time to, which is a Fiat-driven final bar line. So this is, uh, I mean, it's just a wonderful celebration of Final Fantasy music. You know, Final Fantasy as a whole at this point, I think you'd have to say pound for pound the best video game soundtrack series like in the world. I, there's too many, <laughs> too many games of amazing soundtracks there's you know an insane just number of incredibly like famous fantastic bits of music um and yeah this game has even the base version of the game has 385 final fantasy songs in it uh, there's dlc adding about another 100 but just ridiculous amount of content a fantastic experience to just play through play through that stuff um i mean one of my favorite additions to this one from the uh like because i i played it on 3ds before this but this one brings in all that uh ff7 remake music so mm. that's what you want that's that you want that stuff that's that's so that's some fantastic stuff there so yeah i mean it's it's a great rhythm game too you know it's a really good snappy rhythm game um has a lot of good kind of you know just that, that feel of a good rhythm game when when you're hitting all the notes you feel kind of like linked to the music right like that it hits that perfectly um it has all of the right kind of difficulty settings you know going from absolute baby mode to how the hell does a human play this mode it's all there uh yeah i just think it's well worth checking out if you're a fan at all of you don't even need to be a fan of final fantasy i think if you're just a fan of great music and great music video games this is something to absolutely check out yeah i mean i i can't speak highly enough of the game on 3ds which I thoroughly enjoyed my time with. I've not quite completed it, but it's a very enjoyable rhythm game. I do own my copy of Final Bar Line, still sealed in plastic, like the idiot I am. But <laughs> I'm, I'm almost tempted to actually have that on the go alongside FF16 at the moment, so I can yeah. just keep Final Fantasy in wherever I am. You know, so well worth a pick. I'd definitely give that a go. But for my first pick of uh, 2023, bearing in mind some of the things I know you're going to get to, I'm going to say a little bit of a Hi-Fi Rush, mm. which is a, a fantastic rhythm action game from Tango Gameworks. Surprise drop at the start of the year for Xbox. Xbox, who've basically not released a good game in 15 years, needed <laughs> something good. And they finally came out with it. This is a really enjoyable action game with those rhythm elements, which are implemented in a way which isn't too over the top but it isn't a gimmick either it, like it finds a nice sweet spot where if you do miss the beat you're not just going to completely collapse a la kind of metal hell sinner where if you mm. started to lose the beat the sun would disappear everything would go and you just felt like the world's biggest loser <laughs> hi-fi rush keeps keeps the fun going even if you're not perfectly on beat yeah. and as you layers in more and more stuff alongside an incredible cell shaded art style absolutely adore that a great sense of humor some really good song choices too both from the in-house band and the the artists they're paid into to you know contribute to the soundtrack i just think it's a really exciting game one i'd like to see more of 
And yeah, one that I wish people would play. It's, it's certainly not maybe found the audience I thought it would after that, that initial hype of it being released. It seems to have just disappeared off people's watch, but it's well worth picking up. Yeah, no, massively. Uh, Hi-Fi Rush is a game I, I sadly fell off. I think it caught me at a particularly busy time with just, you know, work and other things. And I kind of, you know, it's one of those games being that it's like an action game. If you if you don't play for like a week or two, you just think, well, I'm just going to fail at that now. So I kind of got to a point where I probably needed to start it again. But I loved it. I absolutely love this game. I think it's great. I think it looks fantastic. It's been a long time since this level of kind of creativity has been pushed into like an action hack and slash kind of game for me. Like having everything be based around the rhythm, but as you said, not completely punishing. It's just, you know, if you hit the beat, you do more damage, your attacks flow better. But if you don't hit the beat yourself, your character still will. It just won't be quite as effective. Like, great idea. Mm. I love the way the world is alive with the beat of the music that's playing. I think that's fantastic. Like the whole, everything around you, the walls, the lifts, like machinery, it's all playing to that same beat it just creates this fantastic immersive kind of effect when you're playing uh yeah i've I've nothing but good things to say about this game i mean it's on game pass even if you don't subscribe to game pass i think you know if if you don't want to buy the game up front at least just pay for a month for game pass and uh, blast through this because it is it is really special absolutely what's your number two yeah, so number two, uh, I've went for one of the some obvious ones here, but Resident Evil 4. Um, I just, this game was fantastic, man. This is absolutely everything you could have wanted from a remake of a game that was probably game of the year in the year it came out already. Uh, it just hits, it hits all the same kind of high notes. Uh, you know, it's all the spirit of Resident Evil 4 is in this, which, you know, I think a big thing with Resident Evil 4 really was that it was getting away from the kind of survival horror approach of Resident Evil, but it wasn't shedding it completely. You know, that happened later. And uh, I think you get that here. You know, you get a fantastic action game that is still, you know, it's scary. You are powerful, you are strong, but the enemies are also pretty pretty damn terrified in Resi 4. So you get a lot of that in there. Uh, it feels great to play, just like the two and three remakes before it. It's so big. Like, you know, those games are, are quite small, tight experiences. This is as Resident Evil 4 should be, it's a big, like, 15-hour epic. You know, you go through all these different areas, you experience all this kind of different gameplay. You know, you've got you've got a big kind of open section at the start, then, you you know, you go into a spooky castle, you do some maybe some more traditional, like, Resident Evil puzzle solving in there. There's the big military final act that is uh, almost a trademark of Resident Evil at this point that's never quite as good as the rest of the game. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's all there and it's all good. And, um, yeah, I mean, it looks great. It's wonderfully acted. The uh, the actors they got into play, like Leon and uh, Ashley, are both fantastic. And I just love it, man. I mean, it's one of those games where I think the biggest kind of testament I can give it is that the second I reached the end credits and they showed me my results screen, I just pressed start game again and started like a speed run run. You know, I just thought that was a really fun 15 hours. Now I want to do it in four and, and that's totally achievable, which is amazing. So yeah, I just, I just love it, man. This is, this is a fantastic release in, in other years. This would be a lock for game of the year for me. Yeah. I mean, it's, I've not finished the RE4 remake, which surprises me because I adore this franchise and I adore this video game. I, I think it just slipped away. Something else cropped up and took my time instead. But from the couple of hours I did put into it, it feels so faithful, so well measured in how it's approached updating an absolute classic. I've liked what it's done with the knife and how it's brought it more into combat without, you know, completely changing the gunplay feel of the uh, game. I like how it's kept that weird corny sense of humour, which I was slightly worried they'd lose 
in a more modern time, I thought they'd maybe try to smart it up a bit. But the second, you know, Leon Kennedy hit me with that where did everybody go bingo <laughs> line, I knew that I knew I was in for a, a, a solid faithful remake. So, yeah, one I'm definitely going to come back to do a bit of score chasing myself. But, yeah, it's a really it's Capcom. I've done such good work with these RE remakes. They're, they're an incredible achievement. Each one of them, in many ways, supplants its original. So it's it's mm. a it's another incredible game for 2023. Yeah. As was speaking of remakes, Metroid Prime Remastered. I considered not going with this because it is a 2005 game on the GameCube, <laughs> sure. but then I thought so's Resident Evil Force. <laughs> <What you guess? laughs> and to be fair to uh, the team at Retro Studios, they've done a wonderful job on this remaster. This is practically ground up stuff. Like it looks incredible. It's like the best looking game on the Nintendo Switch. I, I can't believe how good it looks. You wouldn't be surprised to see this on a PS4. It looks that nice. And then when you factor in the fact this is Metroid Prime, and Metroid Prime is a wonderful video game. The best of the Prime series was the first one. It nailed it on that first attempt. And with the, you know, some updated controls to have actual proper twin stick controls, it's never been easier to manage. A few helpful hints can pop up too when it does get into its more confusing moment so they've just tried to streamline the experience a little bit but you know every it's all the difficult challenging world traversal and puzzle solving and intense gunplay and boss fights they're all still there none of that is gone it's still a remarkable video game which is i always thought and i never really gave the prime series too much time until i really drilled back into this that People thought that the Prime games kind of like took away from the 2D games. But this is a 2D Metroid game. It's just in 3D. Mm. Like if you like Prime, you like Super Metroid. It's the same structure. It's the same everything. It's just flipped the dimension. And that is some sick witchcraft (laughs) to be able to do that. It still holds up 18 years later. Yeah, no, I'm really, really excited for this remaster. Um, I've I've not played Prime since the original release, so I've I've all but forgotten the game, other than that I remember it's incredible. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the main thing with this, as you said, is just the level of work they put into this remaster. You know, I mean, even when we saw it on the Nintendo Direct a few months ago, I think me and everyone else included just kind of thought, eh, it's, it's just going to be a HD caught of paint. You know, they're not going to do much to it, but that's I guess that's fine because it's Metroid Prime. We'll, you know, we'll take it. Like, I, I feel like they didn't have to do all this, uh, you know, and, and yet they have. They, you know, they've completely just rebuilt this, made it look beautiful, made it handle beautifully with twin stick controls, which this, this game never had before. It didn't used to have that, which, you know, feels crazy now, but, you know, it's old enough to not to not have that as standard. So, yeah, I'm really excited for this. I, I'm really looking forward to getting back to it. Um, it's something that I'm going to be hopefully getting to in the back half of the year. But yeah, onto my onto my final game, the uh, potentially most obvious pick of the uh, of the year so far. Uh, yeah, could not could not talk about highlights of this year so far without going to the Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom, an absolute ridiculous miracle of a video game. I I can't believe this exists. Frankly, um, I'm not going to go into a ton here in terms of kind of the content. I would say because I just think this game is one of those things you really should experience for yourself. But just to say, like. The level of creativity in this and the physics engines at play and the way you can interact with them you're you're not allowed as a development team to make one of make all that stuff and have it be this polished like it's it's not it's not allowed no one else can do that it's it's absolutely like it's bulletproof when you're playing it you're making all these insane things just happen 
and the game just knows what to do with it. You know, like you can stick a steering wheel on bloody anything. It just knows. It just knows how that's going to work. It's it's completely unreasonable. It's unfair to other <laughs> development teams working on games that this works and that it doesn't bug out. There's doesn't like it doesn't ever. It, I, I played this for a hundred hours and nothing went wrong. Like that's you don't get to do that. And then and then what you also don't get to do is take a game that many people already thought was a ten out of ten video game in Breath of the Wild and make it feel like some kind of rudimentary redundant game like that's that's also not allowed it's crazy like the level of creativity and flexibility in tears of the kingdom the 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 powers just completely dwarf what you could do in breath of the wild the creativity you can unleash with them again completely dwarfs breath of the wild it makes it feel like a prototype and then you go to the content in this the the sheer amount of content they've spread around this world is again unfair like it's this there's just it's absolutely insane i mean i've played this for 90 hours when i uh, rolled credits and i've done about another five hours since because it's a hard game to put down and um you know i every day i see my partner playing the game and she's doing stuff i've not done and it's like that that's that's not right i've, I've played this for 95 hours you, you you can't be doing stuff i haven't done i mean i've spoke to you and you've you've handled the whole game in a completely different way to me you know we, we use completely different ways of getting around we we have completely different things that we've built up and used you know like we've completely focused on entirely different areas and yet we've both played about the same length of time it's it's unbelievable um and you know and then to to go on from that again i'm not going to go into any sort of story stuff and or any like spoiler elements here but you know these games have never been known for stories elder's never been particularly a story focused game but i would still say there's some really fun impactful story beats in this thing you know it's not it's not like gonna be a big massive spectacle storyline but there's some really cool shit in here and the way they drop stuff like you know they kind of drop you little breadcrumbs of what's going on over time before the big reveal it's 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 wonderful absolutely wonderful um yeah i mean frankly i hope this doesn't win my game of the year because if another game of this kind of generational quality comes out this year i will be thrilled <laughs> so please please somebody make something else because it'll be the best year ever if that happens yeah tears of the kingdom is a miracle of a video game you, you summed it up yourself there's there's not much more to add upon that the new powers are incredible i think the ascendability is one of the most enjoyable things i've used in a video game in decades i mean the the most incredible thing about tears of the kingdom as somebody also spent about 100 hours with it is that there's large bits of this game i don't massively enjoy elements of it i don't think work as well as the others but it's so filled with moments of brilliance and endless creativity that it just doesn't matter like there's (laughs) small parts of tears of the kingdom which is better than anybody will produce this year and they have about 15 of those moments like it's it's an incredible thing so even if i'm not a huge fan of the depths even if i don't think the sky worlds are as exciting as they could be even if i don't think all the building quite does enough for me a lot of those things don't massively work for me but a lot of those things don't really matter because the game is so good at so many other things that you could just engage with them instead and still have the best game of the year you know, that's a it's a remarkable achievement. It's a wonderful video game. And yeah, if something does beat this, I'd, I'd be very surprised. There might be games I enjoy more this year than Tears of the Kingdom, but I don't think there'll be a better game than Tears of the Kingdom. I think it's it's a imperious Nintendo at their very best. It really is. It's, it's an incredible game. And my final one, because you can't really follow Tears of the Kingdom really with anything. <laughs> so what I'm going to do is highlight a indie game I really enjoyed this year which people may not have picked up. It's a tiny little game called Birth, which came out okay. on the PC. It's by Madison Carr, a solo developer, and it's this 
delicious little adventure point-and-click game. Don't worry, it's not got any adventure logic to it. It's remarkably simple puzzles on the whole. But it's about a lonely skeleton trying to build themselves a friend. And that's all it is. And you go off out into this world to find the organs and bones to build a buddy so you're not lonely anymore. And over the course of two hours, it's deeply emotionally affecting in a way I didn't expect you could do with such a simple premise. Filled to the brim with interesting puzzles and beautiful art style and fantastic music. It's the kind of thing which I love to see from indie games. Doing interesting things which you just could not do in a AAA budget title. And it's well worth a pickup. It's not too expensive. Really good title. Nice. No, that sounds cool. It's not something I've ever heard of, to be honest. Uh, but yeah, no, that sounds that sounds great. It sounds like something well worth picking up. Um, did you play it on, on like Steam Deck maybe by any chance or just on I PC? I did play it on a Steam Deck. It does work on Steam Deck. Uh, it's probably better with the mouse input, if I'm being honest. I used the touchpad for pretty much all of it, but yeah. it, it doesn't make a difference. You can play it on a Steam Deck and it runs perfectly. Lovely. Man, I will I will be picking that up on the deck. Sounds great. All right, then. Well, that is 2023 so far, and now we turn to the rest of the year. So it's time for one of our one of our rankings, Josh. And uh, this time we're ranking all of the big games that are still to come this year based almost on nothing. Nothing but vibes, Josh. A good vibe ranking. <laughs> nothing but vibes over here. <laughs> so what we're going to be doing here is we've got a list of just over 20 games that we consider the kind of the big hitters that are still to come this year. And we're going to be working together. We're going to be debating them to uh, to rank them on a single list. So we're going to keep track of a top 10. And also, we're, we're, we're sorry in advance, but we are going to keep track of a bottom one. <laughs> so <laughs> anything else anything else just goes into a big void in the middle. Uh, but yeah, you've got a top 10, you've got a bottom one. And then at the end of the year, we'll be able to to take a look at those and, and see how we did. You know, are, are the top 10 the real top 10? Is, is the game we gave, you know, the worst game? Is that actually somehow good? Who knows? Yeah, exactly. It'll be an interesting social experiment to see where these all come out in the end. So we're not going to be going too deep into our thoughts here. It's just very That's much vibes-based. <laughs> you know, we've given you 60 seconds of thoughts on most of these games. We're, yeah, we're just well, kind of how we feel about it. We'll, well, we'll, what do you we'll want? Quickly find out. Yeah, we're both bad. Got a whole minute. Greedy. Greedy audience. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, let's roll right into it, Josh. So we've got these in, in rough release order. We've kind of separated month to month. Um, but yeah, so opening things up here, we have Pikmin 4. I think Pikmin 4 looks good. I'd put it in at number one at the moment. Yeah, I don't see any any competitors that's going to stop it from getting the number one spot so far. But I would also say I think it's also the bottom one so far. So, you know, it's got to be careful. It's 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 starting in the worst position. It's a real double-edged sword for Pikmin 4, <laughs> let me tell you. Real double-edged sword. Yeah, right, well, let's roll straight on. Uh, next up, we've got Remnant 2. I think Remnant 2 looks fine, but it's not going to be better than Pikmin, is it? Let's be honest. Pikmin's yeah. actually good. So, <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. for Remnant, I, that's going bottom, isn't it? Yeah, I, I, Remnant 2's got some potential. Um, I've, I mean, I think... I'm almost basing that entirely on the fact that Remnant 1 was really good. I, I don't love the looks we've been getting of Remnant 2 so far. It's giving me bad vibes, is what I would say, in the context mm. of this, this feature. So it's going to have to go bottom one for now, but I, I don't by any means think it's going to be a bad game. I, I, I agree. I think it'll be perfectly fine. I, I don't think it will be bottom one. I don't think it'll be that. Yeah, I think it might not be. But anyway, let's move on to the next one, which is Exoprimal. Now, let me tell you, this game has vibes off the chart. <laughs> This game, it, this game's entire fin is vibes. Like it, it, it's not going to be good, but the vibes are going to be high. 
for Exo Primal. Exo Primal is quite clearly going to be worse than most of these games on this list, but it's also going to be something I can't wait to play. I don't think it's better than Pikmin 4, but I'd have it above Remnant. Where's those the dinosaurs <laughs> and Remnant? Yeah, in many ways, the gameplay of it just looks like Remnant with dinosaurs, right? So, like, I like dinosaurs. They give off good vibes. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, I yeah, it's it, it's kind of neck and neck in terms of the, you know, the quality meter, I would say, between Remnant and Exoprimal. But Exoprimal does give off better vibes. You know, there's I think Exoprimal has a, a bigger chance of being the worst game on this list than Remnant. I think, you know, it's got that variance, right? It looks, it, it does look a little janky. It looks a little messy. But also, it might just be such stupid fun that it deserves a spot much higher up. So I, I think, you know, I think we'll play it safe for me and uh, probably put Exoprimal second and uh, drop Remnant to the, the bottom right now. I think that's a smart choice. I think that makes sense. As I said, there's there's too many good dino vibes there for it to be going in at the bottom. And I, it may surprise us. The vibes carry far sometimes. Mm, absolutely. Well, right, we're already off into August now and we've got Immortals of Avium. You see, Immortals of Avium started off with great vibes. Yeah. Everything I saw about this, I thought this was going to kick ass. It was going to be a real fast-paced magic shooter. I was kind of looking forward to it, but the more I've seen of it, the more the vibes ain't, they ain't working for me anymore. The yeah. magic is going quickly, and I've not even played it yet. That's never a good sign. When my hype went up and it's immediately gone down. I yeah. would probably say it's beneath Remnant for me, even in quality. I don't know if it'll be... Remnant, we know, is okay. We, mm. Remnant's a 6, 7 out of 10 video game. That's getting a sequel, which will probably be about the same. Immortals mm. of Avium, the vibes are iffy. The quality could be anything. It is EA. So, I don't know, probably yeah. bottom for me. Yeah, you know, this is a tough one. I agree with you. I thought, you know, I thought the first trailers looked, looked really strong. Uh, you know, they were a bit more like cinematic and they kind of were cutting small shots together but then when we saw that extended gameplay look at the summer games fest it just looked dull man you know they, they oversold it as this big dramatic like most insane set piece of all time and it was just a really dull little slice of gameplay sadly um yeah it's like as you said yeah it had strong vibes at first you know it's if you've just put two like two new double a's in the vibe and it's it's full power <laughs> but those are running out now you know you've bought store-bought batteries you know shop brand they ain't carrying many more vibes now and uh yeah i, I don't know i yeah i think i agree with you it, it's it's a shame for immortals um it has potential to be a good time but I think, as you said, Remnant is a, is a safe bet. I think it, I don't think Remnant is going to be the worst game on this list, whereas Immortals might be. So, yeah, I think right now it's got to go bottom. It's a shame for it, but, you know, it, it, there's still games to come. It can, it can yeah. climb off that bottom. There's, there's, there's bad shit coming, don't worry. <laughs> and on we go to uh, Baldur's Gate 3. See, I'm, I'm kind of awkward with Baldur's Gate, if I'm honest with you. Partly because I feel in a year that Diablo came out, launching a Baldur's Gate just feels like bad energy to me. I feel like these deserve to be out in different years, mm. and yet here we are, they're coming out at the same time. But even with that factored in, and it's got Jason Isaacs in it, and I don't know, I don't get good vibes off Jason Isaacs. I never have done. <laughs> That's fair. So, I, I don't know. I, I think it's going to be better than Immortals and Remnant. But yeah. could it do with some dinosaurs? Is the question <laughs> I'm asking you. 
Okay, um, I mean, look, Baldur's Gate's a tricky one. I've never really quite got into the uh, the mainline games in this series. I I've played a I've played some of the kind of offshoot ones that do play more like a kind of Diablo, you know, a typical dungeon crawler. Um, by all accounts, Baldur's Gate free from the uh, there's been a lot of beta tests and things. Apparently, it's an incredible, like, really deep RPG, really clever like systems, and you know, you can kind of use the environment and use elements in in like really expansive ways and and stuff. And it sounds like it's going to be awesome. Um, I I just don't know a lot else about it so far um i do think i think i know i know we love the dinos josh we do but i, I do think baldur's gate should go second on the list so far i think you can you can argue that pikmin might be better but i think it, it's it's beating out the relatively average stuff below it surely but you've also got to factor in with this when we come to look at these games later are we actually going to have played them i'm not gonna play baldur's gate i am gonna play exo primal I know that's going to happen, <laughs> and that's got to count for something on a vibes-based ranking. Uh, you know, we don't know how good it's going to be. I know exactly how many dinosaurs are going to be exoprimal. <laughs> fucking loads. <laughs> this is the answer. For all we know, there might be fucking loads of dinosaurs in Baldur's Gate. I don't know. Well, they should have showed them. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's not my fault. Well, look, the, I, the vibes have spoken. Uh, it's 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 going in third. Uh, apparently. Well done, Exo Primal. You vibey, vibey bastard. Um, uh, I don't make the rules. No. I, I wish I did. I wish I did. There you go. So, okay, moving on then. We have Armored Core 6, Fires of Rubicon. And you're, you're really living off the FromSoft vibes yeah. here, aren't you, on this one? Because Armored Core, it's not a franchise which has done a lot for me. It's boring, It's not Josh. to say they're bad games. They're just you know mech games and that's not great but i do like mechs mechs have good vibes mechs will always have good vibes but they've never translated into good times which is it is a real problem here i yeah i i think the quality of fobsoft as a developer means that it's a it's avoiding the immortals remnant tier because you've got to get a tier in earlier i think those two are part of yeah. a tier it, All right. i think it's around Baldur's gate exo primal for me and again it's fucking dinosaurs, man. I really <laughs> like dinosaurs. I can tell, because it's already ridiculous that Baldur's Gate's in third place. But um, yeah, look, I mean, I think I've got a bit of a hot take with Armored Core 6, which is that I, I don't think it'll be that good. I, I just don't. I mean, FromSoft are great. FromSoft are a fantastic development team. Obviously, Dark Souls, amazing. Elden Ring, even better. Like, incredible stuff. But Armored Core has always been a kind of 6 out of 10 reviewed, really dense, quite dull mech series and FromSoft have came out and said like you know they've they've actually tried to in their to their credit like alleviate people's hype in a way by saying we just really wanted to make another armored car game this is full-on pure armored car it's you know it's not a souls like it's not we're not doing anything of that it's just another armored car because we love armored car and i'm not sure many other people love armored car josh um <laughs> i i actually think this has a real argument to be to be the bottom one right now for me that's interesting. I don't know if I could ever put a FromSoft game beneath an EA game. That mm. that feels like bad vibes for myself. I feel yeah. like my own vibes change the minute that I'm saying I'm looking forward to an EA game over a FromSoft game. I agree with you that I don't think it's going to be near the top of this list. But I'd, yeah. I'd have it above Immortals, which I... just just yeah. doesn't feel like a good time to me. Okay, I can I can agree with putting it second bottom. Like That's it. I think it'll be a perfectly good armored core game but i don't think armored core games are good you know and that's the that's the problem like i played through a whole one of these i think it was armored core 5 or maybe it was 4 and 
good god it was dull josh <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was real dull um so yeah i think that's a fair place for it for now it survived the bottom one but yeah i'm not hugely excited but yeah on we go to september now we're getting into the uh the busy end of the year and we're starting off with a bit of mortal kombat one yeah, you see, I'm liking the look of Mortal Kombat 1. I think it looks like a good time. It looks like a really enjoyable fighting game. It's got its story on point. The graphics look incredible. Fatalities look great. You know, it's it's got yeah. all that going for it. I'm not the world's biggest fighting game guy, and certainly in a year where there's been a new Street Fighter, it's not, it's not going to supplant that. I'd be amazed if it managed to do that, but... It, it's going to be good. I'm, yeah. I don't really know where to put it, to be honest with you. It's it's one of those ones where logic says it should probably go above Pikmin. But I prefer Pikmin, and I prefer dinosaurs. So it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's kind of hard to place it. Yeah, it's a tough one. I mean, I think, um, I think for me, I just... I think I'll really enjoy the story mode of this. You know, it looks it looks like gorgeous. I'm really glad they've done the reboot. I think that's going to give it a fun new kind of spin. Uh, but I'll I'll finish the story mode and then I'll never think about the game again. You know that that's the way this is going to go. Um, I think, you know, Pikmin's got a lot of charm to it. It's probably got a lot more life to it for me personally. So like I can see I can see the vibe check putting Pikmin above it. Uh, you you probably do have to put Mortal Kombat above the dinosaurs, Josh. I know it's hard. But, you know, Mortal Kombat has, like, cool robots and ninjas and shit, so it's got its own cool stuff. I suppose. It feels <laughs> rod. It feels rod. But I, I think we probably need... To, it's becoming a real barrier. It's like so it, Honestly, it's killing me, Josh. <laughs> Every time. So, so maybe, maybe it's for the best if the dinos go down a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Number two. Number two. Yeah. Okay. I think that's reasonable. I think you know you gotta you we gotta be careful of them dinosaurs. Oh, we're just gonna end up with Pikmin one Exo Primal two. You know, like Pikmin <laughs> was lucky to come in first and get get in before <laughs> the dinos. But uh, anyway, yeah. Let's move on. We got a lot more to cover. Uh, next up, we're at the Crew Mortarfest. Yeah. See, I I don't know about this man. It's it's trying to capture those thoughts of vibes. It's not gonna be as good. I think it looks a little bit confused. It's an Ubisoft game, which is bad vibes. Ubisoft <laughs> just brings the bad vibes. Like, I can't do anything for it on that one. Mm. Will it be better than Immortals of Avium? Yeah, probably. Yeah. But will I give a solitary shit? Will I even remember the Crew Motorfest the second after I stop speaking about it? Probably not. Whereas I might even I might try Immortals. I'm not gonna play the club the crew motorfest. I already know it. <laughs> yeah. So I, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean I think for the for me, like this one's a tricky one because the formula is just a really good solid formula, right? This is this is taking the um Forza Horizon approach of having a you know, an open area, they're setting it in Hawaii. You can go around that. Um, as you said, it does look a bit muddled and confused. They they kind of showed some stuff in trailers that suggested there would be like events in other areas of the world. Like they showed some sort of Tokyo street racing thing, which unless that was just also in Hawaii and they just really badly worded it, I, I don't know. But, you know, it, yeah, it's it's not going to be as good as Forza Horizon. But, you know, it's it's a formula that, that does lend itself to a good, fun, kind of breezy game. And for mm-hmm. me, that might carry it over a, a few of these. Frankly, I, I could or, I could see it going above Immortals and Armored Ball uh, for starters. <laughs> uh, you know, Remnant maybe it's about the same level, but I, I that's where it goes for me. I think. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't have any massive objections to that. It's a racing game. I like racing games, so you know, shove it where you will. It's destined for the abyss. It's it's so destined yeah, for the abyss. It's going it's nowhere. Real abyss but... fodder. <laughs> well, speaking of the abyss, Josh. Lies of P. 
Man, I, I just have bad vibes about Lies of P. I've had them since it was revealed. I've not seen anything about it which has convinced me otherwise. The demo, which is apparently just Bloodborne, but about 100% yep. worse, does <laughs> nothing for me either. I don't know. I just I think Lies of P is going to suck. I, I just think it's not good. I, mm. I, I don't think it's going to work. I'd have it bottom. My, yeah, that's I mean, my hot take on Lies of P. It gives bad vibes, and I don't think it's going to be particularly good either. Okay, I mean, like, I've played the demo of this. Um, the demo was perfectly decent. As you said, it is going strongly for that Bloodborne approach. That's really what they're trying to do here. Um, the, the enemy designs are really cool. It's all obviously, like, creepy kind of puppets that aren't quite working properly and and they, they look they do look cool they look creepy uh the the world looks quite interesting the combat's not quite there yet uh they, they have said they're tuning it but the the dodge was completely useless in in uh, the demo which you know bloodborne is is almost all about dodging so that's a bit of a misstep um yeah you know it's a tricky one it's it's a very derivative game this it's um you know it's it's taken more cues from the very start of FromSoft souls games than than anything more modern and I and maybe there's a place for that these days. Maybe you know you have people who are tired of Elden Ring and want something smaller again and a bit more structured in that way. But uh, it's yeah, I I don't think it's going to be the worst game on this list. But it, it is near the bottom. I don't have a ton of faith in this. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's probably better than Immortals of Avium, but maybe maybe it's stuck below the mechs of Armored Core. Maybe. Yeah, I'd put it. I I think it's fitting if they go beneath a FromSoft game. <laughs> I, I just think if you're so in, in so in awe to them, you should be beneath them. I, yeah. I, I just think that's fair. So, you know, that, that's reasonable enough, Eliza P. Yeah, I agree. Right then, well, we're, we're on a heavy hitter now. We are off to Starfield, Josh. Well, Starfield is a game entirely on vibes. Mm. Because if, if you believe Starfield's going to work, you're an idiot. It's, it can't work. It just simply cannot work. I don't believe Bethesda could make this game. I just don't believe it. I I know it looked good. I know it looked good. I well, even I thought it looked good. I, how have you I, turned I, on this? I'm not <laughs> turned on it. The, the, the fear is still there. They, it's a Bethesda game. It can't be good. But they, they, show, they so, showed us like five hours of it. We've seen the game. We, it, they it showed works. very carefully constructed parts <laughs> of the game. They didn't really show it working in motion. They didn't really give you 15 minutes to somebody just playing it. Mm. And I feel like the second somebody does just play it, it will well, the, break. They'll fall can't. through the floor. <laughs> I just don't believe it can work. It's like, I hope it works. Because if it works, it's the best game of the year. Yeah, it really it, is. Man. If it works, it's the best game of the year. It won't work because it's a Bethesda game. I think it has to go top, but I also think it will probably not work. <laughs> I yeah. can't stress that enough. I, look, I can get on board with the apprehension. I understand it. You know, uh, Bethesda games have always been a bit rocky, a bit shaky, um, you know, and they were all smaller scale, right? I mean, Skyrim is is a big game, especially from the era it was from, but it's not this. It's not a thousand planets. It's not like this level of, of you know, potential bugs and awkwardness seeping into it. There's so many variables here that so many things could go wrong, but at the same time, you know, this team, by all accounts, have been on this since Fallout 4, which was, I think, 2016. So, like, they have been at work on this for, you know, for seven years plus now. And they, it does seem like they're trying to learn that lesson of, you know, just take the time we need to get this right. You know, they've had delays of over a year. They've, you know, really worked on it. And 
the footage i thought you know if anything they showed me too much of it i was actually i was kind of tired by the end of it but everything they showed looked good um i think the big one for me was that it the gunplay actually looked like a shooting game gunplay it didn't look like bethesda gunplay that's a bit uh, you know a bit sloppy but it'll do it actually looked good so i agree i think it has to go one uh, you know there's a chance there's a chance we kind of you know this comes out and we're like oh of course and it goes down the list a bit but i i you know when the top of the list right now is pikmin 4 which by all accounts is going to be very nice but not exactly a world beating video game i i think starfield has to go above that yeah i i agree like i say i i i fear for it i feel like the second somebody plays it it won't work <laughs> even even the shooting like you know you, no, nobody's been hands on with this game mm. it's still under lock and keep for something that looked so finished where were the previews where are people saying this actually works it's still hidden it's still yeah. very carefully controlled, and I just feel like it won't work, but I hope it does. Yeah, no, fair enough, man. Well, uh, on we go. On we go to October, and we've got Detective Pikachu Returns. I mean, it's got good vibes, doesn't it? I like Pikachu. I like yeah. uh, him being a detective. I like adventure games and, you know, kind of like visually novel stuff. So, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm going to play the shit out of this. I'm looking yeah. forward to it quite a lot. So, yeah, yeah I, I guess it goes number one. <laughs> <laughs> it's our list man it's our list uh yeah i'm, I'm getting a lot, of, a lot of good vibes from detective pikachu returns i think it's going to be really fun just a nice you know charming way to spend what i imagine is probably about i don't know 10 hours maybe i can't imagine it's going to be too long but looks really nice um you know i i'm not going to put it above starfield <laughs> no god no, uh, no but for for me i mean i think this i think this hits the the barrier of um you know i don't think it goes above starfield or pikmin uh it's uh i'm i have stronger vibes for detective pikachu returns than mortal kombat 1 i don't think that's a, a particularly popular opinion i don't think it'll come out being the better game but i i think if it's not above that it's maybe just under that for me yeah i i, I think it's a budget game uh i'd, I'd have it yeah i'd have it just beneath mortal kombat okay. because pokemon does have dinosaurs in it of a form yeah. Uh, if, if it didn't, it'd be in real trouble. But yeah. <laughs> dinosaurs of a form have pushed it above my boy XO Prime. That's fair. I mean, for all we know, Immortals of Avium has dinosaurs, so, you know. It's, well, we uh... should have fucking showed them. <laughs> I keep saying this. <laughs> That's what they should have done. Well, right, we've got 11 games listed there, so I think it's time for a, time for a quick recap. So the top 10 so far is in at number one, we've got Starfield. That's followed by Pikmin 4 at number two, Mortal Kombat 1 at number three. Detective Pikachu returns in fourth. Exo Primal having a great showing so far in fifth. Uh, Baldur's Gate having maybe a disappointing showing, being trapped under Exo Primal in sixth. <laughs> then you got Remnant 2 in seventh. The Crew Motorfest in eighth. Armored Core 6 in ninth. Liza P in the tenth spot. And our current bottom one game is Immortals of Avium. Okay, home we go. On we go, Josh, and uh, your boy is up next. It's Sonic Superstars. Yeah, this goes top. Cheers, mate. <laughs> I, I, I think this goes pretty high up. I ain't going top with this, but um, I, oh, I this think is going to looks... be so much better than Starfield. Like Starfield's not going to work. This is a Sonic game. <laughs> this is, this is Sonic Superstars is going to be a really fun way to spend about four hours, and then I, I won't play it again. You know, like it's it's just I don't know. I'll enjoy it, but I I don't think it's going to be the same kind of 
big groundbreaking exciting experience that maybe some of the other well one game so far on this list is maybe actually Baldur's Gate which is in six but <laughs> what can you do with that uh, yeah look I don't know I want to put this high up I really do I think it looks really fun but for me I probably I'm probably placing this uh, again it's that Mortal Kombat barrier for me whether it goes above or below it I think it's it's that that's the conversation for me no, I think this will be better than Mortal Kombat 1. I, think, I yeah. think this looks really good. I think this is a good-looking game. It's got good 2D Sonic vibes. I think its quality is slightly more assured than some of the other titles are on this list. I'm, yeah. I'm pretty confident this is going to be a good Sonic game. And I love Sonic. Sonic's my best friend. And, I mean, you look, know, you, you don't get better vibes than best friend. Yeah, I guess, I guess so, man. I guess so. I mean, look, I will give you... I mean, you know, as I said earlier on, you're more of a Pikmin guy than me. Like, if you if you have stronger vibes for this than Pikmin 4, it can go above that. I think that's that's fine, you know? But it's up to you. Yeah, I'd put it above Pikmin 4. I think it'll be better than that. It'll be better than Starfield, but, you know, we're, we're all deluding ourselves here. <laughs> sure. But, you know, the delusion has to stop eventually. Well, and yeah. it probably will with our next game. It might well do, yeah. You've had a you've had a good run there, Sonic Superstars. You're looking, you know, best 2D platformer on the list, Josh. That's a good effort. <laughs> on we go to Super Mario Brothers Wonder. <laughs> yeah, I think it's the best game coming out this year. I just do. I think it looks so good. I think this is going to do to 2D Mario games what, you know, Galaxy did to 3D Mario games. And just mm. unleash a wave of creativity from Nintendo's yeah. level designers. I think this is what 2D Mario has needed for decades. And I can't wait to play this. I think the quality will be off the charts. The vibes feel good. Elephant Mario is a vibe in and of himself. <laughs> yeah. I, I I just think this could be great. And I, yeah. I just it's it's a known quality. And you can't stress highly enough how much knowing that this is good, along with the good vibes attached to it, I this just storms to the top for me. Yeah, and I mean is anything more good vibes than, you know, eating a big stoner flower and going all crazy you know that's 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 the <laughs> exactly. that's the exact description of good vibes uh yeah look i like i said earlier on i my initial disappointment at this not being a 3d mario was alleviated quite quickly because this just looks fantastic it looks like they've got so many creative ideas with the way the world warps when you eat that wonder flower um the animations and stuff as well there's so much character in mario in this he's there's not been anywhere near the level of this kind of care put into a 2d mario game since well, for me, 1991, Super Mario World. Like, that's the last time this level of attention and, and kind of quality was put into it. So, yeah, it's right up there for me. I, yeah, I, I think this just looks fantastic. I can I can agree with putting this number one. You know, Starfield, you've had a good run, but there's so much risk attached to Starfield. There's no risk to Super Mario Brothers Wonder. It's going to be surely minimum a 9 out of 10 video game, and it might be even better. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Really looking forward to that video game. Absolutely. Well, on we go, Josh, to something you're perhaps not looking forward to. It's uh, Assassin's Creed Mirage. I I think, miraculously, this has better vibes than any Assassin's Creed game in two decades. Probably since the first one, if I'm yeah. being honest maybe with the you. Second. I think maybe the second. I, I think this looks pretty good. Yeah. I think the return to a more traditional Assassin's Creed formula, along with a smaller game world, at least it appears to be, is bringing decent vibes. At the same time... It's an Assassin's Creed game. There's a ceiling for these fucking titles. And I definitely think there's a ceiling for this one. You know, I, I think the depiction of the Middle East looks incredible, but it could do with a dinosaur. Hmm. No, it might be one. I don't know. I ain't seen it. You know, God, it fucking looks... show it. Yeah. <laughs> 
Maybe maybe there was really dinosaurs. I mean, they're they're the ones in the little memory <laughs> machine. They'll know if there's a dinosaur in this game. Then we know there's dinosaurs. So that'll really turn the Middle East on its head in uh, in this game. But uh, but yeah, look, I agree. I think this is this is the best Assassin's Creed's looked in a while. I mean, I actually love um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, the one set in ancient Greece. But even I can acknowledge it's just too bloody big of a video game. Like I I spent about forty hours of it. Really enjoyed it. And then I just, the the kind of slog of just this gigantic world full of things to do, like the, all of it's a bit heartless, you know, it feels almost auto-generated. And I think this is the right choice. You know, they've I think they've came out and said this is the size of one of the more like Assassin's Creed 2 free type entries. Like it's a smaller world. I think that's going to be great for the series. I think it's going to be more interesting as a result of that. Um, so yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I, it's It's got a tough job on this list. You know, it's, I, I think it, it if it manages to cling on to a top 10 spot, I'll be I'll be really surprised. But I think currently it's above a lot of the lower tier stuff. Yeah, I mean, it, it shoots above Remnant 2. It's whether it clears the Baldur's Gate gate, which yeah, it's it... unfortunately in front of the Exoprimal gate. <laughs> uh, which, you know, will yeah. this be better than Baldur's Gate 3? No. Will it be better than Exoprimal? Probably. But I don't make the rules. Baldur's Gate 3 is behind Exoprimal. Yeah. So we have what we have. <laughs> Love a good rankings list based on vibes. Uh, Baldur's Gate 3 stuck under at least two games it's going to be better than. But uh, that's what's <laughs> happened, you know? And I think, yeah, Assassin's Creed Mirage is, is going to hit the Baldur's Gate gate. You are right. So there you go. It's going to have to slot in under Baldur's Gate. Okay, right. On to a, onto a good one here, I think. Alan Wake 2. Alan Wake 2 gives good vibes. I, I like this franchise. Wish it came with a physical edition. That's harming my vibe. That's, mm. that's really hampering my vibe. Yeah. But, you know, Remedy make good video games, good story driven games. Really enjoyed Alan Wake. Thought it was a fantastic action game. I, I have high hopes for this. I think it'll be good. I'm mm. looking forward to playing it. I don't really know where to place it, if I'm honest with you. I'm very... Yeah. I'm conflicted. It's a top ten game. Probably a top five game. It's how high up that it goes. Yeah, I'm 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 in agreement with you on that. I think this looks fantastic. Um, I really like that it's going for a more survival horror spin this time than maybe a straight up kind of horror based action game that the first one was. Um, by all accounts, the, this is previewing fantastically well. Um, you know, and as we said with Starfield, that's still a bit of an unknown quantity. Whereas this, as far as I can tell, you know, people are getting a bit of time hands on with this, and apparently, it's you know, it's kind of talking the talk that we've uh, we've seen from the trailers. Uh, I, yeah, I have a lot of really high hopes for this. I think it's going to be a top tier game. Um, for me, I think comfortably hits the top five already. Uh, I'm more into this than Mortal Kombat One. Uh, I'm more into this than Pikmin Four. I'm personally more into this than Sonic Superstars. I just think it's a different caliber of, of game and it's, you know, it has the potential to be something really fantastic. Um, so, yeah, I mean, for me, it's definite definite top three. Uh, I, I'm i not against putting it above Starfield, to be honest. Yeah, I'd have it above Starfield myself. I, I think this is going to be really good. I don't think it'll be as good as the Mario Bros. game. Yeah. I, I just think it'll hit that ceiling, but I'm really looking forward to Alan Wake too. It's one of the big hitters to come. It's going to be a damn good time. Yeah, very excited. You know, if they'd only put it on a physical physical uh, disc, then we might have been able to talk about it going top. But, you know, it probably yeah, wouldn't have no. got past Mario anyway. So <laughs> there you go. Right, then moving on, we got Marvel Spider-Man 2. I mean, you know it's going to be good. You just know it's good. Yeah. Insomniac don't make bad games. Spider-Man, I like Spider-Man. It's always a good vibe. I always enjoy that guy. So... Again, I think we're immediately looking at top five, even if I do have my reservations of how exciting 
this game is going to be. I think it's going to be a continuation of what worked, but what worked was already a fantastic game. So I, I don't think it'll be any worse than Spider-Man 1. Um, mm. I'm slightly slightly worried about the extra districts, if it'll get too big, too much bloat, but we'll see. I, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. I'm looking forward to this. Again, I think it's in that top five. How high up it goes, I'm not as sure. Maybe repetition will just calm this a bit. Yeah, I, I you know, I struggle with this one for the. It, it almost feels stupid though, because Insomniac basically don't miss, right? Like I, I love both the Spider-Man games. I loved uh, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Thought that was great as well. This just will be great, and yet I, I just haven't been getting the best vibes from it. I just, I've been getting completely neutral vibes so far. You know, like it's what I expected it to be um you know they're kind of obviously they're showing off stuff like venom and and craven the hunters coming in as kind of a bad guy and things and i don't know like that's all well and good but i expect that you know they're they're, they're spider-man villains I, I i'm not gonna they're not gonna increase the vibe count because you put venom in the spider-man game you know that's that's just normal <laughs> so I, I i just don't know I, I think it'll be i think it'll be great i think it'll be at least an eight out of ten video game for me i think i'll love just swinging around the, the city and the combat will be really satisfying but i don't know if any of it looks like a, a particularly big improvement from what we've already played you know like if this wasn't coming out this year and i just you know played through that really slick sort of six or seven hours of the miles morales game instead i'd probably be equally as content which is maybe a bit of a shame maybe it's 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 probably unfair like i said insomniac really don't miss um i don't know for me maybe it probably i think it's battling with sonic superstars kind of position like that's currently in in fourth like does it go under that or does it does it beat it out i don't know but it's in that range for me i think i'd have it beneath my boy sonic i think okay. I'm, I'm more excited about a return to 2d sonic than i am a return to what will be a very similar spider-man game i know it'll be good and it'll be well worth a play but yeah, yeah. It, it could end up being a little bit indifferent and yeah no that's a factor that in yeah, that's fair, man. If we're both feeling that indifference, then there's got to be some, you know, some smoke to the fire, right? So, yeah, let's uh, let's move on then. So next up, we got Lords of the Fallen. Well, is this worse than Immortals of Avium? I guess is the question here because I I'm not getting the best of vibes from Lords of the Fallen. I didn't like the original. Hmm. I thought that was pretty indifferent. I I think it's one of those games that people have convinced themselves they like. It's just <laughs> one of them. It's, you picked it up for £5 in a computer exchange and it's, it's some awesome <laughs> hidden gem you found. It's just absolutely not. And I don't, I actually don't quite know how it's made this list. So um, I, I think I'd have it above Lies of P. Yeah. But that is the void. So it's going in the void for me. Yeah, I mean, it's probably, it's probably the void, right? Like, look, I mean, I think it looks pretty good. Like, um, you know, apparently it's gonna like look fantastic it's an unreal engine 5 game um i read a pretty big preview piece on it that did make it sound like quite good like quite a big advancement of the you know it's almost like it's almost like trying to shoot for that elden ring formula rather than sticking to the dark souls bloodborne formula which you know is it's a lofty goal and you know someone's got to start trying to do that at some point so it's got potential but yeah like you said it's um it's probably going into the void right i mean where's the void right now you've got like I think Baldur's Gate is tenth. It's not better than Baldur's Gate, so it's it's void in it. Void time for the Lords. Yep, off they go into the void. All right, then. Well, let's move on. And next up, we've got Forza Motorsport, Josh. Yeah, Forza Motorsport. Good game. Good series. Always wish it was a Horizon game. 
Which isn't the the kind of vibes you want to be going in off, is it really? It's just yeah, no, just I'm, I'm the sits same. There. And although I will give it a go and I'll enjoy what I play of it, and I'm sure it will be good. I don't know. It's just I'm not traveling around an island, am I? Is it? You're just racing. I, I don't know. Do I race past any big gates? Do I race past any dinosaurs? I I not certain. I, I do. If I'm honest with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We do. They they should really fucking show it. Yeah, got, these people need to start there. showing you these dinos, Josh. They got to show you, know. you the dinos. Uh, but yeah, look, I'm I'm the same, right? Look, if this was if this was meant to be, you know, if this wasn't us being, like, let's be honest, fucking idiots, uh, you know, if this were, if this if this was us <laughs> trying to actually predict the highest reviewed games on this list, Forza Motorsport would probably go in the top three or four. You know, that just that just makes sense. This is going to be, you know, a mechanically perfect like track racing video game it just will be that they've never not done that they do that every single time so that's what it's going to be but sadly that does bore me you know personally I, I don't get strong vibes from that like i'll play this straight away because it'll be on game pass um if it if i didn't if it wasn't on game pass i probably would have bought it anyway because it'll review so well but i know for a fact i'll play it for about four or five hours and then just forget to play it again because it's just it's just track racing i'm just not that excited about it uh, you know, so for me, despite the fact this will definitely be, you know, one of the highest scoring games on this list, I, I'm probably putting it in the void. I think it goes below Baldur's Gate 3. Yeah, I, I'm kind of the same with you there. I think it'll be good, but I don't think it'll be world beaten. I think it's just, it's a 7 out of 10, I think, and that's, that's <laughs> void worthy. Into the void it goes. Uh, he's an interesting one coming up next. We've got Alone in the Dark. Yeah, I suggested this in our pre-show conflab, and I don't really know why I did. Uh, it's, it's not <laughs> going to be very good. It's got a bit of a Hollywood cast. Jodie Comer's in it. I think uh, David Harbour's David in Harbour, it. David Harbour, yeah. But, you know, that's nice. Well, I mean, fucking anything, does it? They're already spending 30 minutes of the time quickly reading some lines. Yeah. That doesn't mean jack shit. Alone in the Dark, on the whole, has struggled. Every reboot has failed. Um, yep. So it's probably going to suck. So... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah. it could actually be worse than the bottles of Avium. Yeah, don't get me wrong, Josh. You might have misinterpreted this. I was saying it's an interesting one because we get to discuss it against Immortals of Avium, not because we discuss <laughs> it against the top 10. Uh, yeah, you know, it's a series that's always struggled. Um, I watched, like, a, there was like a 10 minute kind of gameplay showcase of this that uh, got released about a month ago that I, I stumbled upon today. Uh, yeah, you know, it, it, looks, it looks fine in kind of its more like. I don't know, like slower exploration puzzly bits, but the the combat looks a bit shaky. Uh, you know, the the kind of the character models of the, the the two actors that are in it, they they look they look all right until they start animating and then they look a little shaky. As you said, it's probably going to be like half an hour in a booth for each of them, so it's not worth putting too much stock in the fact they're in the game. Um, yeah, you know, I think the main thing that's tough here is I do feel bad for Immortals of Avium just just being in that bottom spot for this entire run when you know it, it looks okay. But Alone in the Dark is a tough one because I think it has the potential to be so much worse than Immortals of Avium, but it's most likely going to be a bit better than it. I, I don't know. I think it's going to suck. Yeah. I, I, I'd, I'd have it bottom. I'd have it I bottom. Can, yeah, I can be convinced, man. I think if nothing else, it'll be an interesting one to, uh, to come back to in December if, you know, if it actually ends up being good and we've put it bottom like a bunch of big idiots. That yeah. Could be, I, I, that could be fun. I think it's got bad vibes and I'm going to stick by him. Right, well, there you go. It is in the bottom spot. Right, on we go to November now, getting up getting up to the business end of this, and we're going to, once again, Josh, talk about Persona 5 Tactica. Can't get enough of that Tactica. Look, I think this looks good. 
I'm looking forward to it. I love Persona as a franchise, and I love its, uh, you know, assortment of spin-offs. I am probably ready to move on from the P5 GAN at this point, but yeah. I keep being dragged back in, and I'm clearly going to play it. It will have a bar of quality, because Atlas has made good strategy games before, and it's melding in its formula seemingly quite well. And if the, nothing else, Persona is a vibe. Persona yeah. is the vibiest game possibly in the world. So, yeah. you know, just if it clears that boulder's gate gate, then it can probably go quite high. <laughs> if so it doesn't clear list. that boulder's gate gate, then it's, it's really going to struggle. I was I was in the exact same, honestly, I was exactly where you were there, because I was looking at it and I was thinking, this is going to have to go in the void. And then I sort of played it in my head and went, yeah, but we, we will enjoy this more than Baldur's Gate 3. And it's our list, you know, it's our vibe check. So then I was like, okay, maybe it takes 10th spot. And then I was looking at it again and I was going... <laughs> No, nah, but if it takes 10th, it's probably taken like 5th. Like, it's, <laughs> one, once it clears Baldur's Gate 3, it, it, you know, Persona 5, anything is going to steamroll past the dinos. I know we love them, Josh, but there's probably oh, some Personas just... that look like dinosaurs. Yeah, so, it's passing the dinos. And yeah, it's passing I, Detective Pikachu Returns and Mortal Kombat. And yeah, probably th- Pigments. <laughs> it's really I, storming up. I think for the good of this list, Josh, for the good of just the interesting you know the rest of the games i think we have to let it defeat baldur's gate 3 which we've already failed we failed baldur's gate 3 as soon as we put it below the dinosaurs you know (laughs) that's gone now it's dead and buried it's going to go in the void which is probably for the best because we won't play it anyway and then yeah so i think we do have to talk about how far persona 5 tactica climbs and uh for me it's beating out the dinos it might actually start struggling then because it is just a kind of fire emblem spin-off you know it's it, it looks like it's going to be more inconsequential than the, you know, Persona 5 Strikers, which was a much more big, fully featured kind of substantial bite of story. I, I don't know if this is really going to be that. I do get more true spin-off vibes to this personally. So I, I there's a world where I would put it actually above the dinos, but actually below Detective Pikachu. But I don't, I don't know where you sit. If you want to go much higher, I'm, I'm open to thinking about it. I, I think it'll be better than Detective Pikachu. Um, I think Detective okay. Pikachu will be good, but it's it's a budget release. It's clearly... It, there's an element of it's just been thrown out to mm. Detective Pikachu. That game has been hanging around like a bad smell for a while now. <laughs> I think yeah. it's been made and pretty much ready to go for years. And it's just stuck around. It's, it's got everybody one, two, switch vibes. And <laughs> you don't want that. A game we haven't put on the list, by the way, but maybe we should actually bring that in live. Let's do. Let's finish Persona Five Tactica, and then we'll we'll do everybody one two switch. But uh, yeah. So okay, if it clears Detective Pikachu Returns, does it clear Mortal Kombat One? No, no. I don't okay. think it's going to be better than that. All right then. Well, that that clears that. We will put that into that spot. Okay. Well then, let's do a quick update, and then we'll then we'll hit the uh, surprise game that's been added to the list. So currently, we have Super Mario Bros. Wonder at one, Alan Wake two in number two, Starfield at three, Sonic Superstars at four, Marvel Spider-Man two in at the five spot, Pikmin four in sixth, Mortal Kombat one in seventh, Persona five Tactica in eighth, Detective Pikachu returns in ninth, and desperately clinging on to a spot in the top ten, our dinos are there. It's Exo Primal. Then in the bottom one, (laughs) the bottom one, no dinosaurs. It's alone in the dark at the moment. But uh, there you go. So anyway, let's uh, let's do it, Josh. Everybody want to switch. (laughs) See, everybody wants to switch. Obviously, has very bad vibes. Yes, it's it's not been 
advertised. Nobody's seen anything about it. It's clearly been in some form of development hell for years now. Mm-hmm. And yet, that horse really <laughs> gives me good vibes. There's something about that horse. There's something about how the size of the horse changes depending on the region. America is very yeah. proud of the horse. The horse is big on the American box art. Europe is ashamed of the horse. Yeah, the horse like is small. We're not sold on the horse. So, but we will I don't be. know this. We, we, will we, will, we will be sold on the horse. Yeah. So there's this argument to say that maybe everybody want to switch has that Nintendo magic, which is nobody believes it does. Yeah, and if I it mean, does have that Nintendo magic, then there's every chance it could still be <laughs> bottom of this list because it's clearly <laughs> going to fucking suck. Yeah, I mean, I've not seen more red flags in kind of a, a major video game, well, a major publisher kind of video game in a long time. The fact that this has been sat in Nintendo's office because the people, everyone involved with it was like, nobody likes this. We've done focus tests. It's too bad. We can't release this. You know, maybe we can throw it out for free on Nintendo Online, but don't make people buy it. It's too shit. <laughs> and then now they're going to make people buy it anyway. Like, it's just, you know, there's there's only, the only things there is is either they somehow made it much better or they just thought, let's just fucking get this out. You know, we, we've we got Tears of the Kingdom. People know we can make quality games. Let's just quickly fucking chuck this piece of shit out there. Bury it. Move on. It's fine. So, yeah, I mean... It, it's a real tough battle for everybody's one-two switch. You know, does it does it be out alone in the dark or does it take its its home at the bottom spot? Well, I have a question to ask you about that, Andrew. Are you going to buy everybody one-two switch? Oh, that's a, that's a tough one. Um, I see I might, but only because we love playing shit games together. So if, you know, if I'm coming to your house, I could see me showing up with a surprise copy of the one-two switch. Are you going to play and buy alone in the dark? Fuck no, Josh. Then you have your answer. <laughs> yep. Okay, it's everybody's one-two switch. <laughs> so at least we can talk about it. <laughs> there we go, it's happening. I mean, it's probably the right choice, surely, right? It's got to be. Oh, it's going to suck. It's going to absolutely suck. suck. Yeah, there you go. We're sorry, everybody's one-two switch. It's a, it's a lucky reprieve for alone in the dark, so good for them. But uh, yeah, let's move back to the regularly scheduled programming here, and we're off to the world of Super Mario RPG. Hmm, Sonic the Hedgehog Donkey Kong 3. <laughs> um, I like Super Mario RPG, obviously. Great vibes attached to this series. I have one question to ask you. As somebody who has played it before, does Yoshi turn up at any point? There's there's some Yoshi in this. The, the footage showed a lot of Yoshis running about having a good time. Um, so and it passes there. the Dino Gate. Yes. Which was a real concern for me. There you go. Because, you know, I needed a game with dinosaurs to topple the dinosaurs. Mm. It was the only way they were coming off this list. I, I swear down, that was the <laughs> only way they were coming off this list. So, well done, Yoshi. Yeah. You've saved the world from Exo Primal. And now it's a case of how high does it go. We mm. know Super Mario RPG is a great game. We already know that. Yep. At the same time, it is just a remake. So, yeah, it is. You know, it is, but it's I a think, nice looking remake. Yeah, and I, and I think when it's been this long, I, you know what I mean? I kind of, there's different levels of remake, right? There's there's let's bash out the Arkham Trilogy for the 18th time. And then there's, you know, let's bring a like beloved deep cut Square Mario game back from absolute exile for 20 odd years. You know, it's it just feels different. Like I, I, I'm more than happy to kind of almost disregard that side of this because I just think it's so cool that it's coming back and... You know, I do think it deserves a really good spot in this list. Um, you know, I'm not saying it should be right at the top or anything. Obviously, 
you do have to value games that are literally being made and created now um more than it but you know i think it deserves a good a good position for me i'm probably putting it like I see. I was going to say below Marvel Spider-Man Two, but again, such neutral vibes from that game. <laughs> I just I find it hard to see that as a gate a gateway that's going to hold anyone back. You know, I think if anyone reaches the Spider-Man Two gate, they just stroll straight through, just twirling a cane. It ain't stopping <laughs> anyone. So yeah, what what are you thinking? Yeah, it's, it's it's true. It's true. I mean, it's it's going to be a better game than probably all of these. It really you know, could be. I mean, except for maybe just... Mario Brothers Wonder. <laughs> Maybe, but at the same time, it's a very it's a known quality of Super Mario yeah. RPG. It's it's known as an all time great RPG game, and still the best Super Mario RPG. I mean, I think most people say it's still better than Thousand Year Door, so we know it's really good. Mm. At the same time, does it does it feel against spirit to put a a known property on top of a listing of vibes? Yeah, I mean, you know, I think it does. I, I, I kind of don't feel like we should put it in the top spot. I don't even think it should be in the top few. But I think, you know, if it's twirling its cane through the Marvel Spider-Man 2 door, you know, the next part of call is Sonic Superstars. And then you have to ask yourself, you know, where do you want to go with that? Like, for me, I'd probably be putting Mario RPG above it, but obviously you are the you're the main 2D Sonic man. So I'll let that see, one go to you, I think. See, the minute it goes through the Sonic wall... And it just gets up to the Starfield wall. The Starfield <laughs> wall breaks if you so much as look at it. So it's, it's, yeah, you know, it's, it's just going to clip. It's going to clip through Starfield and end up on the gonna, other side. It's going to clip straight through to third place, and I think that's probably where it's going to have to go. Yeah, I'm, I'm on board, man. I think yeah, it's 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 it's, uh, it's clipped its way, it's glitched its way right through Starfield, and it is going to be inferred. You know, if if we talked about it more, it might well be Alan Wake too. So I think it's for the best. I think it's for the good of everyone that we just stop now. We just we move on quickly uh we say goodbye to our dino friends in exo primal it was a hell of a run but uh, i mean i'm thrilled that managed to survive 21 games it's impressive it, i mean it should have been in contention for the bottom but even, <laughs> even now i still look at it and think well, maybe it should be above detective it might be the worst game, but it might be the worst game in this list obviously not now that everybody's one two switch has appeared but the original list there's a real chance exo primal will be the actual worst reviewed game and yet yeah i, I, I liked seeing it in the top 10 but, uh, yeah, but it's time to move gone. on. It's time to move on, Josh. And it's uh, it's your boy, it's your boy Kiryu here. It's like a dragon, Gaiden, the man who erased his name. I mean, vibes alone just for the title, best name in uh, the entire fucking year. I mean, Paranormal Sight. Paranormal Sight is great too. Obviously, I have forgotten <laughs> about Paranormal Sight, which is also the Seven Mysteries of Honjo. Of course, yeah. Uh, just to give it its full title, Thank also you. wonderful, wonderful name. But like a Dragon Gate and the man who erased his name is quality name. It's a good vibe. And it's small Yakuza. Big fan of small Yakuza. It's my boy Kazuma Kiryu back again. Doesn't know his name. I yeah, know his name. He erased it, it's so, good yeah. vibe. <laughs> yep. And it's gonna be good because all of these games are good. Mm. I mean it's I mean gonna it's be better the top 10 than, it. It's gonna be better than the bottom two comfortably. Yeah. So it's in the top ten. It's probably better than Pikmin 4. And then it's at the Spider-Man gate. And Everyone walks stroll, through that. Stroll on through. Yeah. So, you know. So, I mean, yeah, look, I, I think we're in a pretty similar spot with this. Look, I'm, I'm miles behind on these Yakuza games. I'm desperate to play them. I always say this. And yeah, I still am sat on Yakuza 0. So maybe it's never going to happen. But I, I know they're a hell of a lot of fun. This continues to look like a great time. As you said, it's small. It's contained. It looks fucking mental, which is great. That scores bonus points. 
uh, yeah, you know, I'd be probably putting it above Pikmin 4 myself. Um, and we have already said that no one's, no one gets stopped by Spider-Man 2. That's the rule. So, the rule. you know, does it does it just sit under Sonic Superstars? I guess Sonic Superstars is maybe a more exciting revival of kind of, you know, a fun 2D Sonic game again. It's been a good few years now. You know, is there an I... element of you get a lot of Yakuza these days, so it's it's a bit less got a bit lower vibes than the superstars i think that's the case i think that's the case i think it it takes a very a very welcome sixth spot after strolling through the spider-man gate but sonic puts enough of the fight up to you know (laughs) maintain his top five position and we move on to another game about moving yes we do we move on to warrior where move it josh i mean good vibes insane vibes The vibes are huge. If, I mean, this is probably the vibiest game of all of them. Yeah. I, I adore WarioWare's vibe. It's so good. This actually looks like a return to form for quality as well. Mm. I mean, I, I really want to play this game. Yeah, me lot. too. Massively. I hugely want to play. I think it looks so much fun. Some of the some of the micro games we quickly saw, like I mean, I, I I'm always a sucker for the retro game ones, and there was the uh, the Mario sixty four slide. You were sliding down it, you're tilting him left and right. There was a fantastic quick shot of a train with Wario's big ugly face on, and you I think you just had to put your hands on the like down to stop it. Just just good nonsense Wario way. It just looks like so much fun. Like I you know, this is a vibes list, and as you said, the vibes are so strong. Uh, I think it clears the the bottom couple of games comfortably. Uh, you know, then you get into stuff like Pikmin. I think I, I'm I'm much more excited for this than Pikmin. Obviously, and, it, and it, then it's got no problem at all. Running <laughs> yeah, Spider Man, twirling its cane past Spider Man. I mean, for me, I'm probably honestly, Josh. I, I there's there's such strong vibes from this. I I I want to go quite a bit higher than this. But where where are you at? What's going on? I mean, if it passes the Sonic like a dry, uh, like a Dragon Gaiden wall, then it clips its way past Starfield. Yeah, it's going to win. It's going to clip through. And then we we just end up at Super Mario RPG, Sonic the Hedgehog, Donkey Kong Three. Yeah. And <laughs> I, I, I just feel you gotta, like you've got maybe you've got to stop go starting the. You got to stop saying the lyrics to We Shop Wednesdays, Josh, because I, I keep getting derailed. Like I'm trying to think about where it plays games, and I just keep doing the next lines of the song. But uh, but nonetheless, uh, yeah, I think for me, I think it passes Sonic Superstars. I, I I almost feel like maybe it's tried to clip through Starfield, but it's actually got stuck in the wall, and it just can't quite mm. make it through. You know, like almost like a, a, a small bit of its arm has gone through, but the rest of him is stuck in the wall. You know, he's he's trapped by a wall of sandwiches, perhaps, and he just can't get through them. Because I just I think that's the right home for it. I I I'm so excited for it, but I do feel like you do start to get maybe a little bit silly if it starts competing with the top few games on this list. Yeah, it probably does kind of sit just above Sonic. Just yeah, only I think just only just I, yeah, just about. Well, there we go. We say bye to uh, our boys from Persona Five. They are off the list and into the void. Now we've oh, only got a couple of shame. games left. Just a couple more now, and we're starting off with Dragon Quest Monsters: The Dark Prince, Josh. Uh, yeah. Look, I I think this looks like a decent time, but I I don't think it's breaking in. I, yeah. I think it's a void game, my friend. I don't think it's anywhere beyond yeah. that. It's definitely not the worst one. It's going to be better than everybody's one to switch. But I, yeah, I, yeah, I don't say it's top ten. No, I agree. I think, you know, if we were ranking everything, it's it's kind of going to be in that sort of middle-of-the-road area, isn't it? Like, probably above your remnants, but struggling anything above that. So, yeah, it's void. Definitely void. Can't say much more than that. So, we have one final game, Josh. It's a big one. It's uh, Avatar Frontiers of Pandora. Well, 
there's bad vibes here, aren't they? Let's be honest. There's not both, great vibes. It's both movie franchise I don't like. Game development studio I don't like. Far Cry clone, which I don't like. Mm. And Blue People, which I don't like. Yeah, you never so, I never like Blue People. Never have. And so, <laughs> I, I, I just feel... Like they don't ride horses in Avatar yeah, Frontiers Have you Pandora. seen a massive horse in this yet? Because I haven't. I, maybe they do, but mm. it's Avatar, so who could fucking remember? So, I know there's a horse in Everybody 1-2 Switch. <laughs> I yeah. just know there is. And that horse is really happy to be there, whereas like I've not seen anyone look particularly happy to be in Avatar Frontiers of Pandora yet. They, not, no one looks happy, whereas that horse is thrilled. He's having a great yeah. time. We so can't wait. Yeah, he's really excited. <laughs> I think there's an argument to be made to put that bottom. Because I think uh, it's going to suck. I don't want to play it. It's got bad vibes. Bad vibes all over it. Yeah, but and... Josh, you've got you to gotta factor in the Alone in the Dark rule here, which is you don't want to play this. And if we put it in the list, we'll have to play it. <laughs> so... <laughs> that is true. So, you know, the void, the void is looking mighty tasty right now, Josh. Yeah, maybe it does have to go in the void. Maybe yeah, I mean, it does. Look, you know, uh, jokes aside, it's gonna be an it's gonna be a completely competent video game, isn't it? It's just gonna be a a Far Cry clone set on a vibrant Avatar planet, and that's that's it. That is all this is. If you want a Far Cry clone set on an alien planet, you know, go for it. Enjoy. You know, I guess it's been a year since Far Cry Six, maybe. So maybe you need another one. But it's there's nothing exciting about it. It's yeah. You know, it's it's probably... I think if Alone in the Dark was still in that bottom spot, weirdly enough, <laughs> there might be a conversation where I actually do put this bottom because I'm so uninterested in it. But we have we have put a real ringer in now at the bottom spot and it, it is hard to, to dislodge it. I think I think you're right. It's got to go into the abyss. Yep. You know, it's, it's got to go in there. And, and you know, that is, that is all the titles we had. But somehow there's this strange aura vibe which is emanating so strongly from the void mm. that I, I don't feel like we can ignore it. There's yeah. this, this dinosaur-fueled <laughs> void. Some kind of aura, time portal. Is, it's just really there. It's big and it's strong and it's powerful. Mm. And it just feels a lot more vibe-friendly than Mortal Kombat 1. <laughs> you know, <laughs> i got to say, Josh, I... yeah. I'm not sure there's a there's a dinosaur in Mortal Kombat 1. I don't know if they've confirmed like Reptile who's the closest thing there could be on a character setting, but yeah, there's not there's no dinosaurs. It is it's, it's real just, true. It's just not there. And I can't ignore the screams of the thousands of dinosaurs which are saying to me, "Why aren't I number 10?" Yeah. And I, I don't know. I, I just feel like we couldn't do this on any other ranking special, but this is about vibes. Yeah. And when sure. the vibes speak, sometimes you have to listen. Yeah, you know what? I, I'm in agreement, Josh. You know, I think uh, the dinos have spoken. Uh, you've got to remember as well that without Exoprimal, we wouldn't have a Street Fighter collaboration where Street Fighter characters punch dinosaurs. You know, Exoprimal That's has vibes. brought us that. So, you know, in many ways, you know, it's a real shame for Mortal Kombat. It's a real, real taste of... Uh, you know, just absolute humiliation because Street Fighter is contributing to its downfall here as well. Yeah, it's it's been yeah. taken out by dinosaurs on behalf of Street Fighter, and it has lost its place. It has lost its place in the list, Josh. You know, and then uh, and then you got to think Marvel Spider Man Two, Josh. Now, 
<laughs> no, I, I'm pretty settled. I think I'm pretty settled now. I'm quite happy with what we've got. Yeah, no, I think I think we've got ourselves a, a fine top ten there. Yeah, absolutely. So I'll run it down one last time, and then uh, and then yeah, in December this year we'll have to uh, do our big game of the year show, and we'll check our vibe checklist and uh, see how it goes. So that's uh, I'll, I'll run it down from from bottom to top this time. I think that's better. So in at the actual bottom spot, we have of course put everybody's one two switch, a late surprise entrance into the uh, the battle royale here. Dal Dorvin <laughs> face first on the fly in two seconds, but there it is right at the bottom in at 10 we have our dinosaur <laughs> somehow <laughs> last minute last minute you know money in the bank contract style approach and even then they could only finish 10th that's uh that's exo primal <laughs> for you in at nine we've got pikmin 4 you know delightful game but just uh, it's very i don't know maybe if we did this again it would it would stroll past marvel spider-man 2 but <laughs> we're done now so it's in ninth uh in at eight marvel spider-man 2 as i just said that's uh you know it's going to be a great game maybe not the most exciting entry on the list in at number seven, Like a Dragon, Gaiden, The Man Who Erased His Name. Fantastic title. Number six, we have Sonic Superstars. Number five, WarioWare Move It. Number four, Starfield, which I think is... Uh, I think that's a good balanced slot for Starfield. You know, it, it takes the risk into account for it. You know, it could be amazing. Might drop off. I think fourth is quite fair. Uh, in at number three, Super Mario RPG. Number two, Alan Wake 2, and the number one vibe spot, was it going to be anything other than Mario getting stoned and becoming an elephant? It is Super Mario <laughs> Brothers Wonder. What a list. What Good a list. list. What an end of the year for 2023. And let me tell you, when Exo Primal turns out to be great, <laughs> and we have to put it above Tears of the Kingdom in our game of the year conversation, <laughs> it's going to be a good time. Uh, I look forward to that conversation where you're like, but there was was there any dinosaurs in Tears of the Kingdom? I, I don't know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't fact. I wouldn't count them as dinosaurs necessarily. But yeah, it'll be a, it'll be good to look back on that. I'm I'm looking forward to it. And uh, I mean, yeah, it's not long till Exo Primal now, so we will, you know, we'll start getting some details on this list pretty soon. Really, we'll we'll see where we're at. Okay, well, that is all we have for you all this week. Uh, until next time if you want to find out when we're going to be recording next what's coming up for the show you can follow us at beat the sheet on twitter uh, if you'd like to reach out with an email you can find us at beat the sheet podcast at gmail.com and if you could leave us a five-star review on your podcast platform uh, particularly spotify that would be a huge help really useful for us to uh, get the show out to a few more people so that would be much appreciated but until next time i am andy wood and i'm josh stevenson and we will catch you next time Adventures of Lolo 1 and 2. <laughs> Super Mario RPG. Sonic the Hedgehog, Donkey Kong 3. Adventures of Lolo 1 and 2. King's Knight, Dig Dug, Juman Fu. Harvest Moon. Did you write this song? League Puzzle Pokemon. Toe Jam and Earl in Panic on Funkotron. Castlevania, Fatal Fury, Ninja, Chachumaro, Comet, Razor Blazing, Lasers, Bases, Loaded, Mega, Turrican, Cybernator, Rolling Thunder, Dynastic Hero, Bubble Bobble, Double Triple, Double Dragon, F-Zero. I get it, you memorized the song. F-Zero X and Donkey Kong Jr. Math, Ninja Gaiden 1, Ninja Gaiden 2, Ninja Gaiden 3, Cruising USA.